funny because it says footage from a game in development, but that shit's never coming out. God, were they ever good? I guess we're going to start asking now, aren't we? Yes. Shout. Shout. It's never coming out. Oh, oh. Oh, okay. Um, well, we'll get to that. Yeah, I'm Big Damn Chris. I'm Big Damn. Patient. Uh, we've got some stuff to talk about this week uh, that we're coming up we're going to talk about some of the trailers from E3 so far we're recording this in the midst of the E3 nonsense so we're going to touch on a few games yeah. including as, as we're recording this Ubisoft and Playstation conferences are happening so yes and they're probably just taking a big 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 dump on some beloved properties and probably also showing off Spider-Man so I guess we'll cover that later uh, I guess of course oh, I've forgotten about that oh, I hope they do Oh, that'd be pretty we'll find out uh, we're also going to be talking about uh, what else did we fucking write down also going to be talking about Black Panther, yep. which dropped a big steaming, beautiful trailer onto our chests this week. And talking to big steamers. Oh, we've got a big I'm, old mummy review. I'm going to talk about the mummy. Matt's seen the mummy. I've seen the mummy. They're going to talk about it. I'm we're going to do non-spoilers and we're going to do a bit of spoilers, but I think we're taking the internet's etiquette this week with the mummy, which is the internet's entire attitude has been, we're going to spoil it because who fucking yeah. cares? I'm going to spoil the shit out of it so you don't have to watch it. And then we'll cover some of your emails. Uh, but first, we lost a goddamn legend this past week. We lost the great Adam West, actor of stage, screen, voice artist in a career revival in his later years. Yeah. A man who was beloved and kind of shunned. And then the world woke up and realised the world was being a big bag of dicks. Everyone loves Adam West. Absolutely. And I'm just... And I, as well they should. It's, as, as little difference as it makes, obviously, to what's happened, it's... I imagine it was a comfort to like him and his family, like to know in recent years, pop culture kind of circled back round yeah. and went, "Oh my god, you're amazing! Why are we shunning you? You're incredible!" Because obviously, yeah, Adam West like was known for a bunch of TV in the US um, back in the in the late fifties, early sixties, but most notably in nineteen sixty six, took on the role of Batman in Batman the the Bill Dozier TV series uh, alongside Burt Ward as Robin. Uh, G Willikers and um, like it was a cultural phenomenon because it was a it was a comedy show that kids thought was an action show and adults thought was like the most hilarious dry thing that they it, could ever see it's on television. It's so dry. It's beautiful. It dry. sucks all the moisture from the, any room in which it is being viewed. It's that dry. Quickly, see, Robin, to the bat moisture sucker. See, you watch. You watch it after now. After, no, now we've grown up. We watch it and go. They knew exactly what they were doing. Oh, like yeah. this wasn't this wasn't like camp out of ineptitude. It mm. was camp out of pitching it perfectly to be a you know a, a bit of a jab. It's 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 that's the thing. It, it, we've discussed that show before, but it's very much a case of like to young kids it was one thing, yeah. To adults it's another, and there's this unfortunate grey area in the middle where teenagers kind of don't get it. It's, that, it's the same. Kind I think of we've thing. all fallen prey to that bit at some point. It's there was the a same bit kind of my... thing where you don't like to kiss your mum goodbye when you're going to school. Yeah, as when you're a teenager. <laughs> well, there was something in the 2000s, a period in the 2000s, where I was like, I, "This is stupid." Like, yeah. that's Batman show was stupid. Like, even though as a kid, I'd watched the film on VHS and loved it. Because it's great. Then I saw more clips of it and sort of started... The thing that brought me around was like in the early 2000s, in my very early teens, hearing him as Mayor West in Family Guy. Yeah, I was yeah. like, oh my God, Like, why is he called Adam West? He sounds like Adam West. Oh, it is Adam West. Oh, he's really funny. 
And then it sort of woke me up. So when I started to see more clips of it, I realised, oh my god, he's always been like a comedian in these in that role. Like it was always comedy. Yeah, I just never realised it. And writer Mark Bernard some some his approach up beautifully this week on Instagram. He said, despite being surrounded by the joke, he never let on that we he was in on it. Yeah, it was which very... is brilliant. Like. Because it it, it oh. worked because he's completely straight the whole time. Yeah, he never cracks. He's virtuous and you know, like genuinely uh, morally sound and heroic, but in a way that adults go. <laughs> virtues are hard earned. That's why they're virtues. <laughs> Giggity. Um, that's a line. Yes, that's it a is. goddamn line. It's a line from um, Batman. <laughs> oh god! Um, it's but it, it's obviously he wasn't just Batman. He was you know he was he was a he was a father. He was a husband. Like he was all these things. He was he was performer for years, but he was also a very big advocate of like kid viewers in particular. Like he always wanted like young audiences to like have entertainment. He understood the seriousness of the messages that the young audiences would absorb from Batman and Legends of the Super Friends, things like this. Like he he understood the importance of that. And like, I mean, come on, it was a juggling act. Everything he was doing was a juggling act and he did it beautifully. Yeah. Mini resurgence in the 90s where like Batman had come out of syndication in the States so was sort of being looked on fondly and mocked fondly. Shows like The Simpsons started to reference it more often. For example, yeah, 100% pure West. (laughs) He's talking about like the figure (laughs) under the tights. It's like, you know, they start to think, and then obviously Family Guy, like him and Seth MacFarlane met on a pilot, I think Seth MacFarlane made a long time ago and realised they had the same sense of humour. Like he wanted Adam West to voice some things, we got involved. Oh yeah, I think we were talking about that on the the Weekly Planet. There's a show that he did a pilot for where he's like a failed actor like a washed actor who used to play a TV detective. Yeah. And then just keeps turning up to crime scenes <laughs> and trying to solve real life. It's a bit like mind but Basically Adam West, but... Yeah. Yeah, like, um, but, but as a detective... Mayor Adam West, sorry, but as yeah. a detective. Um, and then obviously there's the beautiful episode of Batman the Animated Series um, about the Grey Ghost. Sorry. The Grey Ghost! <laughs> Um, if you're gonna watch, if you, if you've not got much time this week to set aside, to sort of give yourself a dose of Adam West, like as, you know, sort of in tribute, set yourself twenty minutes aside and watch the Grey you've Ghost got episode about the animated series. You've got time it's beautiful because that sums it up perfectly. Like it's a story in which Batman, like, has to solve a crime revolving around an actor who used to play the hero that inspired him as a child, and like you sort of realise, hang on, are you saying that his Batman persona? He's partly inspired by this as well. Are you saying Batman inspired Batman to be Batman? Uh, it's beautifully done. And it was also brilliant because imagine, imagine them, don't hyper time me, <laughs> boy. Imagine them approaching like Adam West for that script and going, basically, we adore you and everything you did for us as, as children, like with that show. So this is us paying tribute to the impact you had on us. It's like, I think it was probably the most straight and like dramatic role he'd had in a mainstream product as well for years. So for it to be a, yeah, a sort of a tribute probably. to him is very sweet. Um, obviously found big success again, massive career revival with Family Guy, which has lost a very large part of why people watch, I think, now. Like a lot of people who've fallen in and out of love with it will still watch because they'll be like, I wonder if Mayor West did this one. Yeah. And it's like, you've just lost that now. It's, like, it's probably as heavy a hit as when we lost um, Marcia Wallace from The Simpsons. I mean, Krabokle yeah. bowed out. Uh, <clears throat> so it's you know it's a big impact there like for young audiences and, and, and modern audiences and people who like terrible comedy shows um, 
Uh, I own 12 box sets, I can't say anything. But, um, yeah. <laughs> you own 12 box sets of the Batman 66 series in its entirety. Oh, I wish. I would, <laughs> I would buy 12 of them, turn them into a chair, sit on them, and then watch one of the another box set. Um, if you haven't seen it yet, you can usually find it in HMV for decent deals for the DVD version, but they finally, a couple of years ago, released the complete Batman TV series on DVD and Blu-ray. Definitely worth a watch. Uh, if you can only set aside two hours, watch Batman the movie from 1966. I watched it again a couple of years ago for the first time in years. It's... Mental? Pretty great. <laughs> it's mental. It's silly. It's really silly. It's so stupid. But it's, it's, it's actually really fun. One of the best scenes in any Batman thing ever is the scene uh, early on in that story when he and Robin deduct which criminals exactly are involved. Yeah. Because yeah. it's a deduction that doesn't make any sense... But somehow they identify all four of the villains involved there's, in the story. There's the fact that everything in the Batcave is labelled. Every freaking thing. Bat. Whatever. Yeah. Oh. Um, oh, yeah. I watched this... Uh, when I found out... We found out the news... Um, <clears throat> it was uh, toward the end of last week. Yeah. Um, so that night, I cracked open for the first time. I hadn't watched it yet. Uh, Batman Return of the Cape Crusaders. Oh, okay. I bought it earlier yeah. in the year. And, and the animated sequel to the animated series. Yeah. Not the animated series. The animated sequel it looks to the 60 TV series fair. made by DC Animation at the moment. And made with a lot of love and starring Adam West and Burt Ward as Batman and Robin, respectively. Julie Newmar comes back as Catwoman. Uh, three other actors play uh, the Penguin, the Riddler and the Joker. Do an excellent job. Halfway through, it was only halfway through the whole bloody film that I realised who the Riddler was, the voice actor. It was Wally Winger. So oh, I was like, doing on. a Frank Gorshin. Doing a Frank Gorshin yeah. and nailing it perfectly. And it made me realise, hang on, Wally Winger's Riddler in this sounds perfectly like Frank Gorshin, but also with the flavour of his own voice. Yeah. Wally Winger's Riddler in the Arkham games, which is my favourite casting for the Riddler, incidentally, is sort of channeling the um, John Glover version from the animated series. Yeah, kind of. So basically, his Riddler interprets other Riddlers and makes it work. I, I just um, I instantly like was like, I want to hear Wally Wingert play the Riddler in more things. What about Jim Carrey's Riddler? <clears throat> Jim Carrey was basically Jim Carrey with a teaspoon of Frank Gorshin, I think was how he played it. There's like a bit of Frank Gorshin in there, but it's mostly Jim Carrey. The Puzzler! <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Does anybody else feel like a fried egg? Um, but I watched that and it's great because in it, like, the basic plot is that during like a whole big caper with the f- the big four, the main four villains again, yeah, uh, Catwoman uses this like drug on Batman to sort of try and turn him to the bad side, like sort of you know the love potion kind of thing, and his, his will's too strong, so he doesn't do it. He's like, no, you know, you know, despite your temptations, I'll never turn to the side of evil and all this stuff. It's great, but then as the story goes on. He's, his behaviour starts to change and they realise that, oh god, the drug, like he's been staving it off, but it's slow acting. So as the story's going on, Batman becomes the villain of the movie. Brilliant. There's a device that's called like the multiplier that like makes duplicates of, of things. So he starts to duplicate himself. He kicks Commissioner Gordon and Chief O'Hara out of their jobs and replaces them with Batman. See, see where it's got. I won't say everything, but like it, it, it becomes like Batman as a fascist police force, basically, but in the sixties humor. So like it's oh. completely like dry and camp at the same time. They love their weird gadgets. Like there's the there's the gadget in the in the, <clears throat> the movie, the movie. The, the dehydrator. It just turns people into dust. into powder. But then you can add water, and they're alive. Again. <laughs> 
but the oh, best bit is the so first great. scene where you see it started to affect him. <laughs> where they, they do the thing that you always do when you get a, a bigger like effect scope for anything. Because obviously this animation, they could take it further than the show ever did. Naturally, midway through the story, they go to space. And, oh, um, what? Batman defeats like the Riddler, Penguin, and, and, and the Joker in this sequence. And it's the first bit where you can tell, hang on, something's slightly wrong. Adam West is basically being given the chance to play like... Um, Superman 3 evil Superman oh, version of Batman brilliant. you know he's just like slightly slightly grumpier and a bit nastier than normal just doing shots yeah. but the best part is he says two lines during the fight so one of them says something like I think Penguin says I need a doctor and he says doctor I'm the surgeon and this is the operating oh, table brilliant and you're like they just slipped in some dark night but not only that Joker says he's gone nuts so he says you wanna get nuts <laughs> Come on, let's get nuts. And it's like, oh my god. The only reason they've done this whole movie is just so they can give Adam West, like, grim, gritty dialogue. <laughs> it's amazing. The, the only thing they were missing was a bit where, like, all he needed was just a shot where he's in a car and he turns to Robin and he goes, What are you? Daffy? Are you dense? I'm the gosh darn Batman. They don't go that far, unfortunately. Good. No, good, because that's a stupid That'll thing. be a funny ass tribute. <laughs> How to how to get something good out of all star Batman? I will take Batman sixty six over I'm the goddamn Batman any Any day. day. (laughs) All star Batman and Robin. But Matt, the Joker doesn't smile, and he's got a big dragon tattoo. And look, Vicky Vale's debuted, and she's in panties. All star Batman and Robin is a blight on comics. All star Batman and Robin is the ironing of comic books. If I could just have the illustrations and just glance through them, I'd be happy with that. Because the problem is. It's what the illustrations are depicting. Yeah, fair play. Although I do like the idea of <clears> a completely <throat> yellow room. Yeah. Lantern. It's like just to dampen his powers. And with lemonade. Oh, lemonade. Um, but so yeah, like, Adam West, Return of the Cape Crusaders, give that a watch if you can, especially if you like the TV show. It's a beautiful sequel. I should give it a watch. Gonna miss him. Um, it's, he's one of those people, we were talking about the other day, me and Lou, he's one of those people that like, you just don't imagine is going to pass away. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, you don't think they're immortal, but, you, you know, you find out how old they are, you go, Really? Because it doesn't seem possible. So, yeah, it's a shame that we've lost him, but what a massive legacy of work left behind. What a guy. What a, what a, what a guy. And we might have one more performance from him Yeah, as uh, Batman in the can. Apparently they got most of the dialogue. Apart, apart from the ADR, they got all the dialogue done for um, the follow-up to Return of the Cape Crusaders. Uh, so there'll be one more animated movie with Adam West as Batman in the future. Uh, they might have to get a sound like to like do the ADR, or they'll just work a lot of technical wizardry over time and find ways to make what they've already got fit the animation. They'll, they'll write in some sort of contrivance where his voice sounds different. Yeah, bits like, of it. Keith That's David. <laughs> I'm voiced by Keith David. <laughs> Speaking of uh, black superheroes, a Keith David is a black superhero. He, is... he doesn't have a code name. He's just Keith David. <laughs> I'm the goddamn Keith David. Um, he turned them into a snake. <laughs> Get swifty. Um, <laughs> Black Panther trailer dropped. Kevin Smith mentioned on Fatman and Batman has a theory. What's his theory? That it's a demon, a dancing demon. No, like something oh, right oh, no, I've been Buffy. <laughs> Buffy, you just got Buffy, son. Bu- 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 Buffy. Kevin Smith's theory is that Marvel. Never let DC have a spotlight. I don't think it's as simple as that, but there is definitely a business thing going on here. Yeah. Where DC, something lands from DC, either a good trailer that gets everybody excited or, or a teaser image, and then Marvel will go, 
zip, flog the dick out. Like, and shows nothing else off. Uh, but even this time, they sort of almost left like a slight window of respect. Wonder Woman had its moment. Wonder Woman is still having its moment. Wonder Woman enjoyed a very profitable second weekend in the box office, completely trouncing the thing we're going to talk about later. Um, And it's done great. Two weeks, though, two weeks have passed. Marvel gone. It's time. Whip out the Black Panther teaser trailer. But first, that <clears throat> amazing teaser poster. You know, I, I didn't like it at first. On his throne. I didn't like, like it at first because I thought it looked photoshopped and then I looked closer. The whole thing's been given like a, a painted kind of look. Yeah, yeah. So I think it's just a case of it's a comic book thing that I know in my head is a comic book costume, but an actor's face. So it must have jarred. But in terms of like that look of that poster, it's gorgeous. Like, just sat, like I said, just sat on the throne. I'm a king to Charla, motherfucker. I am king to Charla of Wakanda, motherfucker. He just looks so bad. Chadwick Boseman reprising the role from Captain America: Civil War. Chadwick Boseman's a cool motherfucker. It's a goddamn all-star cast as well. Mm, the amount mm, of people mm, in mm, this mm, film is mm, nuts. Mm, like we were watching the trailer, we were like, Michael B. Jordan's the villain, yeah. and he looks scary. Like he looks like he wants to rip Killmonger. 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 And at one point, like we were watching the trailer before we recorded this, like recapping, and I was like, Hang on, is that Daniel Kaluuya? Yeah, that's Daniel. It's freaking Kaluuya. Daniel Kaluuya's in the trailer. I was like, Oh my god, who else have we got in the movie? We've got uh, uh, Nyong'o's in it. Peter Nyong'o. Still my beating butthole eyes. You got you got mine, Freeman and and that was a reference to, just to, just to yes, no, reiterate. No. That was a reference to her tiny yeah. character from Star cool. Wars. Cool. I'm not saying she has butthole eyes. Yeah, cool, cool. Oh, Maz Kanada's butthole eyes. Jeez. Uh, who else we got? Sorry, I've uh, Andy Serkis and Martin Freeman. Yes, Andy Serkis plays in the role of Claw. Ulysses, Ulysses Claw. Ulysses Claw. Uh, he was in Age of Ultron in a role where we're all like, "Oh Ooh. shit, that's Claw." You he's, want a sweetie? He's like an Avengers villain. He's like a Black Panther villain. In- oh no, he's- okay, I guess that was- that's it. Okay, cuttlefish. That's it. No, okay. you know they were setting up for Black Panther because oh, they introduced well, him. The moment- they mentioned Wakanda and then he'd take his arm off. The moment they said they had a Black Panther movie in the works, which I think was just after Age of Ultron, or just before, um, I was like, "Oh right, uh, okay." So in seeds, and they're definitely sorted because the teaser trailer opens with, "Oh shit." He's in the movie. Yes. And it looks he like is. if he's not a main villain, he's uh, he's part of Killmonger's like plan. Yeah. Like they're, they're using him for something. Because you, you see him in custody and you've got him. I imagine. I him... think the bank robbery's first, or yeah. whatever that is. When, he, first. when he's with, when he's dressed up as a paramedic, that's probably first, yeah. Then, then it's then it's the interrogation, but then they break through the wall to take him out. Um, we notice later in the trailer that really cool shot where um, Black Panther flips off the car. Yeah. There's like a big wave of energy. Which looks similar to visually how they tend to show claws, like you know, mm-hmm. shock, his sonic shock wave, his sonic weapon. Because in in the comics, he's a, <clears> he's, a, he's become a being of living sound. Yeah, I don't know if they'll go that far in the films, but they'll definitely give him an, give him an arm that does that. Yeah. Um, well, that's so, what he had originally, I think, and then his body's just deteriorated to the point where he's basically just living sound. He's uh, yeah, he's 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 part of one of my favorite uh, surprise hit miniseries for me from the last few years, Superior Carnage. Which I wasn't expecting oh. anything good from, and I really enjoyed it. He's he's the he's the partner of Wizard in it that keeps the symbiote subdued, which makes perfect sense because it's Sonic's. Mm. It's like, oh my god, you're mm. right. <laughs> like, Claw's the one who's like, like, good dog. <laughs> nice. Like, it makes perfect sense. Nice. Um. So yeah, and of course in the comics he looks kind of dumb. So yay, dumb looking guy. He does look dumb. Um. But yeah, I'm Martin Freeman, lie. like I said, uh, reprising his role from Civil War, as and a whole well. bunch of other people whose names I do not recall, but they look amazing. It just looks so good. And th- right. So Wakanda, looks Wakanda looks like I'm trying to remember where I saw it described like this. Someone described it as it looks like African culture, 
but someone's looked forward into the 22nd century. Yeah, it's like... And, and gone, oh, like that'll that. do. Yeah. Yeah. It's, a, it's an actual thing. Like, it's an actual stylist, uh, architectural mm. style. Um, but yeah, it, it, they... Really this is uh, entire cityscapes, yeah. like, made yeah. in it. And it's be- I mean, this is a beautiful looking movie. And it's only a teaser, so it's lots of quick flashes of things. I mean, and Marvel are also particularly good with their... I mean, obviously, Sony are doing the marketing for Spider-Man, so they're fucking that up. Oh, God, but, yeah. Uh, did you know Spidey really wants to watch the big game? Really wants to watch the big he game. really wants to watch the big game. But, like, look, look at that. <laughs> I mean, I will happily watch more Tom Holland oh, and, yeah. and yeah. Um, John Favreau doing stuff, but Spidey's not that fucked about watching the big game. He's want to watch the big game. Oh, God, when's Papa John going to rock up? Oh, Papa John. No, no, no. Calm down. Um... Watch the game. Look, look at the Guardians 2 marketing. Like okay. how how that movie was plastered everywhere. Yeah. How much of that plot did we actually get from those trailers? None. We knew that Peter met his dad. That was it. And when you, when you see the film, yeah. you work out, oh well, some of those trailers, some of those shots and trailers from actually really fucking late in the film. Yeah. Oh yeah. But it didn't because it was out of context. The way it was done was <clears throat> it's like it didn't give you any of that. Because it's more of a mood trailer than yeah. it is a it's to set story a tone, trailer. Tease you a bit with the character interactions more than anything, and make you go, "Oh, I want to watch those guys in another adventure. This will be great." Oh, yeah. and Peter meets his dad. I think in terms of like, <laughs> you don't need to know what the we story that for the third is. Time this week. Oh, it's good. <laughs> I have sensitive good. nipples. Um, My nipples. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to being your father, boy. But he wasn't your daddy. Ah, um, oh, it's so good. It's so good. Um, but yeah, Black Panther's done that similar thing. It's like a mood board. This trailer yeah. was a mood board. It was this is like action heavy, and my mood is fucking excited. Yeah, I that's just, the mood that's on my. Board I want right it now. now. February, weird time for a Marvel film. I can't remember any of the Marvel movies that's come out in February. Well, they're bringing out more than they ever have before. Yeah, because so. next year we've got Black Panther. Oh, Doctor Strange is in February or something. No, it was November. It was November of last year. Yes, yeah, one. Yeah. I just got, I watched this is November because it was quite a late release, but I suppose it's because they were on a clash with <laughs> Rogue One. I don't um, even know what's going on anymore. I just, I don't. Mm. Oh, meat. Oh, no. Oh, mince. Um, yeah, I mean. <laughs> Step into the spotlight. Marvel are bringing out so many movies that they can't. Stop, stop. You're going to break the glass, and then I'm going to be all annoyed at you. Can wrap this video up? Um, what about the water? Yes. Um, <sighs> but have you seen Creed yet? Not yet, but this is uh, Ryan. Ryan, Ryan Kugler, same Ryan director. Kugler. Yeah. He's, also, he's also co-written it. Um, he, he wrote and directed Creed with Michael B. Jordan starring aka and the yeah. Rocky spin-off The Rocky Awakens um, Rocky. <laughs> yes that's basically what it is from what it's, I know that is a perfect description yeah. Um, yeah Creed is fucking awesome like so yeah because wasn't there a whole thing of like does that studio went we want another one of these and he was like what, you either go ahead and not necessarily have the same formula and tone as, as I established mhm or you wait for me, because I'm going to do Black Panther. <laughs> wait for me! It's like, I will happily tell another story in this universe, but I'm going to go tell a story well, in the Marvel try, Universe they first. They're trying to get Ava Devane, who did, um... <laughs> oh, what's the Martin Luther King, King film? The what now? The one, uh... This is a bit of a... Ava Devane. What, what did she Abba do? Abba Devane. Ava Devane. Abba Devane. Um, Abba Devane. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. 
Abergavenny. Selma. She directed Selma. Right. Okay. Oh. Um, oh. Right. Okay. She, they're trying to get her to replace they him. Tried, no. They tried to. They tried to get her for Black Panther. Oh. Uh, gotcha. And then she was attached for a bit, and then she dropped out again. Um, and then they got Ryan Coogler. Ryan Coogler. Um, um, yeah, it's quite. But yeah, I think I think he's he, man. It's a good looking movie. It's and a damn fine choice. The guy's got a. Uh, the guy's got. He's got some chops, directorial chops. He's got style, and uh, he, he got can, grace. He gets great performances from his actors. Yeah, like yeah, like the, the 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 core cast of Michael B. Jordan, Tessa Thompson, and and Stallone in in Creed turning fucking excellent performances. Particularly Michael B. Jordan, that guy's a fucking star. And now he's the bad guy of Black Panther. <sighs> yeah, he's good. from one shitty Marvel thing into hopefully a brilliant hey! one. <laughs> Marvel Cinematic Marvel Universe. Giving Human Torch actors second chances. Yeah! Oh my god! I hadn't even thought about it like that. That's true. Yep. Um, oh shit. All two of them. Uh, <laughs> well, up to the Coleman guy. <laughs> waiting tables. Get him a cameo. Get him a cameo. <laughs> Cast him as like, um, as, like, I was going to say Baron Von Strucker, but they already did him. Baron Von Strucker. And Zemo. Never mind. Cast him as the others. There's more. Cast him as an Italian red skull. <laughs> Don't, don't step into the spotlight. Don't do it. Let's. Black Panther looks great. Let's let's move on. What should we move on to, Matt? Should um, we move across the pond to a certain gaming event? What we shall do is we're going to do what Square Enix do. Oh, and we're going to announce something. Yeah, and then never bring it out. We're going to keep talking about it every opportunity we get, and we're going to release loads of spin-offs and preambles yeah, yeah. and preludes. But we're never going to bring it out. Nice. Basically, that's a segue into the Kingdom Hearts 3 trailer uh, that landed at E3. Yeah, we're going to talk a bit about, e- about E3 in general, but... A couple I, trailers in, in particular. Well, we'll start with Kingdom Hearts, because I think we've got some beef to air, if that's even a thing. Do you air beef? Let's put some beef on the washing I, line. If you could cure it, Let's yeah. stick beef on the clothesline, Matt. If you're going to make, make some jerky, Let's you're going to air beef. some beef. That's... <laughs> Let's just punch some beef. Well, I don't think we can Like Rocky, that. let's just punch some beef. I don't think we can actually, legally... Do that. I'm just gonna go outside and punch my beef. I'm just gonna punch. Can't punch your beef in public, Chris. Oh. Uh, so um, Kingdom Hearts three dropped a trailer that reminded us of the best and the worst of Kingdom Hearts. We're talking about this just before we recorded. I said yeah. to Matt, "What's the best thing about Kingdom Hearts?" And Matt answered, "Like any sane human being would, Disney, 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 Disney World." Um, and then I said, "What's the worst thing?" And he went, "Final Fantasy." To which I went. Yeah, pretty much. Because the Final Fantasy baggage that seems to hang over the game isn't like... Well, it's like... not even Final Fantasy baggage. It's the original baggage they've made up. But it's for... all with the Final Fantasy template, I find. Yeah. Like, they've used like... Final Fantasy... Final... Organization Thirteen is very much a Final Fantasy kind of byproduct. It's a feel. It's, it's... I think a couple of the members are from Final Fantasy games, if I remember uh, correctly. I don't believe so. Oh, no, the people that were investigating it and all that stuff was like Leon and fucking... Oh, yeah, they're Final Fantasy characters. Them. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. that was the nice thing in the first game. In the first Kingdom Hearts, it was like, oh, it's about different worlds, and there's different worlds, like, have Disney, Disney, some of the Disney stories are part of those different worlds. That's really cool. Oh, my God, and the kids on this beach, they're like a kid-cast version of Final Fantasy X. Oh, that's a really cool, at least, right? Oh, shit, Final Fantasy VII characters! Oh, shit! Wait a minute, continuity-wise, this makes no sense anymore, but oh, shit, they're great! Um, and it was kind of fun, but it's by the end of the second one the lore is so so complex it gets, then you it gets have like so... 80 spin-offs yeah so a few years ago I think we figured it out it was about 5 they announced that Kingdom Hearts 3 is definitely happening and here's the first footage and it looked amazing we all got hyped and it's like 5 years on 
And the trailer that they showed at E3 still says, this is footage from a game still in development. Because that's, that's all Square Enix do. Yeah. They announce games and they show pretty trailers and then they never fucking come out. You know, people suck, the, people suck their dick though still. Like the comments I've seen on this trailer are people going, oh, this is incredible. Oh my God. It's like, guys, you should be annoyed. You remember you Final Fantasy XV just came out a few months ago? Yeah. That was announced in 2006. Jesus Christ. Was it under a different name? At it was point? announced as Final Fantasy the 13 Verses. Christ. Because yeah. they were doing multiple games in the 13 universe. Yeah. And that was one of them that was announced. Ugh, and it, it, came, it didn't come out till like, well, I think it was September, just gone, or maybe October, just gone. Toward the end of last year, yeah. yeah. Bloody hell. 2006, they announced it. Well, Kingdom Hearts, the first one was, it was 2000. It was a PS3 game! What, the Final Fantasy game, originally? Final Fantasy was originally yeah. a PS3 game, yeah. There you go. I mean, Kingdom Hearts, the first one was, if I remember correctly, 2002. Uh, yeah, the second, second one was 2005. Three years. So we've been waiting 12 years for this. Yes. 12 years. Although, we were waiting seven years before we got the announcement. And we're like, oh my god, that's amazing! Oh, they've waited for the next gen, like, because obviously the first two were on PS2, that they've waited for the next gen I guarantee this PS3. was originally in development for PS3. Oh, absolutely. But they, they've yeah. filled the time with a shit ton of spin-offs that make the lore so complicated. Chain of Memories... 382 slash 6 bollocks. We like, have, we've had. Oh, I God. believe we've had. Yeah. Kingdom Hearts for the PS2. Yes. We got Chain, Chain of Memories, Chain of Memories GBA. for the GBA, which was then made into Chain of Memories Recoded for the PS2. Ah, uh, but not in the Western world. I think that came out late. This is all it didn't come out until the HD collection yeah. for, for over here. Yeah. Then we got... So, 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 the main game... And then a prequel to the second yep. game for the Game Boy, which is perfect because yep. you're like, oh great, it's we're going to learn a bit about what the next game is going to be I've still got my original about. cartridge copy of Chain of Memories. Oh, nice. Yeah. Oh, it's pretty sweet. It's a little flat. It's GBA, isn't it? It's a little it's GBA, long cartridge, it's a little yeah. Flat, yeah. But that's, that's cool because it's like, oh, so it's a, pre- it's a build-up. Like, we've got another year till the next game comes out. Yeah. So here's a prequel. Amazing. Can't wait. That'll be great. Can't and I can wait. play it in the car, in the passenger seat. I'm this so is great. excited. Um, Kingdom Hearts 2 comes out. It's pretty damn great. They chuck. Tron and Pirates of the Caribbean in there as well, so there's some realistic-looking people and that confuses well, things as well. Compared to um, the compared to Sora and his size ninety-five, feet. Uh, we get you know. <laughs> then we got I think I think three fifty-eight over two it's days feet bigger than Donald Duck's entire torso. I think three fifty-eight over two days was a mobile game. Uh, no, that's um, that is Nintendo DS. Original that, DS. I've got that. Yeah. Uh, so three over two days was, was and I, I gave up playing it three hours in because it was still in the quote unquote tutorial. Oh fuck me! Um, <laughs> then we got. I can now watch the cutscenes on a Redux. Birth by Sleep for PSP, <laughs> yes, and then yeah. Dream Drop Distance for 3DS, yes, yeah. And then we've just got 2.8 has a little extra bit in it that just came out on PS3 and is now on PS4 and Xbox One, yeah. PS3, a few years ago, about four years ago, got Kingdom Hearts 1.5, which is the Japan-like redux. Like, Jesus, like the uncut. It, was, it must have been 2013, because I, I was in my Media City flat. Jesus. Uh, number two came out shortly after we moved here to this house, so that was 2014, I think. Yeah. Um, so even that's been three years since that came out. Those were the PS3. Now, the first one included... Chain of Memories cutscenes? It's Chain of Memories Recoded, which is the PS2 
version right, so of there's some memories. there's some gameplay, but it's yeah. mostly like it's mostly like uh, cutscenes to, no, no, to tell the story. It's the full game. I've not cracked into it yet. I've yeah. still been no, playing Chain of Memories recorded. It's, 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 the full, it's, the, it's a full Chain of Memories game. Right. It's rebuilt <clears throat> okay. in the original Kingdom Hearts engine instead of the, like, the top-down pseudo 2D. So, it's, so it's, it's a Kingdom Hearts, but shorter. Same gameplay as Chain yeah. of Memories. Yeah. Original Kingdom Hearts engine. Okay, gotcha. That also included cutscenes from one of the others. I can't remember which. Uh, but but edited together into a movie. Then Kingdom Hearts 2.5 comes out, which is the redux of... Um, it's 2. Kingdom Hearts 2. Birth by Sleep. Birth by Sleep. And I think the cutscenes from, from, from Dream Drop Distance. Distance. Yeah. So that's that. Then 2.8 came out a few months ago, which is a new short game, like shortish campaign, like a six hour campaign. Yeah. Uh, featuring characters not from the other games like it's sort of leading in it's a prequel to number three yeah. uh, but also I think all the edited cutscenes from another thing plus a movie that was not on the 2.5 that did come out on the redux for number two in Japan that they've dubbed since there's like a short like 25 minute film I've literally gone cross-eyed yeah oh god and then not to mention that shortly before that PS4 got that their version of 1.5 and 2.5 Let's, as a as a single like boxed release. Let's stop talking about Kingdom Hearts. When's three gonna come out, Matt? Never. Cool. So there's that. We also have another game that I don't think either of us are particularly too passionate about. What's but that? um I think I think it's an interesting choice for setting and it may be the one that makes me go, Oh, I might give it a try. Uh, Assassin's Creed Origins. Don't care. Which was actually really was actually formally announced um by a gay uh, target employee um last week. When they put up a picture of the pre-order card for the deluxe edition, they were going to hang up in store. I love how that happens. Like, why would you do that? Like, and it, it, people, think... people must do that because they're like, oh my god, I'm going to get so many retweets. It'll be amazing. Yeah. And then by the end of the day, it's like, oh my god, I've got 400 retweets. I've also been fired. <laughs> do you know what I mean? It's just like, why would you? Why would you do that? Like, wouldn't, I... you, wouldn't you find it if you worked in in game? Like, you were, you used to work in Blockbuster, right? Yeah, yeah. So obviously, it's less about new releases there in in that sort of way. But if you worked into like game and someone came along and went, oh, well, fuck it, let's let's use Blockbuster as an analogy. If someone come along to you while you're in Blockbuster and went, right, don't tell anybody, right? But they're re-releasing like Evil Dead, a complete uncut version, like. You know, it's a video nasty. Like they're only just about to put the DVD out, but we've got hold of like we're going to be putting this out. Yes, and you've got it like two or three weeks before legally it's announced and stuff or something like that. You'd keep it to yourself, wouldn't you? Like you might tell a friend or something, but you'd be like, "It's cool knowing that. It's really cool that I know that." Yeah. Why are people tweeting it out? I I can can talk about this. I can talk about this now, several years on. But I was at Roflox Studios in Cardiff when they were filming Cold War the Doctor Who episode with the Ice Warrior oh yeah back. yeah yeah, I and I knew it was an Ice Warrior because yeah. it was mentioned to me while I was there yeah yeah now I'm like okay right and when you go there to film I've filmed at Roflox a few times with behind the scenes featurettes of stuff you sign NDA a non-disclosure yeah, agreement of course basically saying you can't say anything anything you've seen in here you can't publicly talk about when you leave so they didn't specify Doctor Who, but I was just chatting with one of the actors who was working on that episode. They were talking <laughs> about it, and they said, like, um, you know, you're not going to tell anyone. I was like, no, I said, right, so it's the Nice Warrior episode. I was like, oh, shit, this is, like, in 2012. Mm. So I'm like, oh, right, okay, that's really cool. And I had that information for, like, a year before it was publicly announced the Ice Warrior yeah. for the story. I kept that in, because I was like, that's a cool fact to you know. You did keep it in. 
That's a really big, cool fact to know. Big tease. I can talk now because it's four years after the episode TX. But it was like, that's really cool. So why would this like target guy throw away his job? Which I imagine was probably like, you know, decent hours, decently paid. Maybe, maybe it wasn't. Maybe it was a big fuck you to the company. But guaranteed it would have been, I'll get so many likes for this. I'll get so many thumbs up for this. Especially for a game as... Probably going to be mundane as yeah, Assassin's Creed. Now Origins. I am a I am a bit of a sucker for ancient Egyptian stuff. Yeah, and they're tying that in big time. Like it's set in ancient Egypt. The thing that puts me, yeah. the thing that puts me off a bit is I'm like because Lucy's a big fan of the Assassin's Creed series because bless her. No, she really digs them and like she she makes it look fun. Like she actually makes it look when she gets into combat. I'm like maybe I should try these out. Hey, I but, played Assassin's Creed games. They're not fun. I played the first one and I didn't have fun. And that's why I never carried on. The first one's definitely not fun. But, 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 ancient Egypt setting and the fact this is the origin of the assassins. Oh yeah, origin stories this far into a series always work out great. But for me as an outsider who just sort of casually watches it, someone else play it, I'm like, Maybe this is the one I try out now. I guarantee you it's not going to be as interesting as you think it is. Probably won't be. I mean, I, I, as, as a casual watcher of it, I'm still annoyed <clears> that they ended the Desmond present day storyline the oh, way they did. Oh, God. Because I'm like, no, like, follow it up. What they've done now is they've gone, people play it because of the past settings. So they've just scrapped all that completely. Which is why I don't play it anymore, because they scrapped the present day stuff. <laughs> there's, there's no story <laughs> really anymore, but at the same time, I, I would run around it. I mean, put it this way Lou, are you there? No, she's gone. No, she's not. Lou? Are you excited for Assassin's Creed Origins? She says, yeah. So an Assassin's Creed fan is excited for Assassin's Creed Origins. I'm not an Assassin's Creed fan. I'm not excited for Assassin's Creed Origins. Are you excited for ass? Depends on the ass. Ass? What I will say about Assassin's Creed Origins... Creed! What was interesting about it was that it was debuted as part of the... um, Microsoft's lineup for the Xbox One X, yes. which is the super powerful Xbox One, the Xbox X One brand X. X. So that now, stupid ass the name. Xbox One family is going to be composed of the Xbox One S, which is the smaller, smaller slimmer. version of the original Xbox One, and the Xbox One X, which will be a admittedly probably same shape, size, if not smaller than the S. It's yes, yeah, but also have power because that's the thing with the PlayStation Pro. PlayStation 4 Slim was announced yeah. at the same time as Pro, if I remember correctly. It was like, here's the Pro! And also, now when you buy PlayStation 4, it'll be a slimmer version. That's yeah. what it looks like. And it's like a two-tiered cake, and the Pro is a three-tiered cake. The it's, Pro it's, got an extra is bit. pretty big. You've got some meat in your sandwich. The Pro is a meaty old machine. Well, they, 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 talk, they, talk, they talk up the Xbox One X, it's got vapour cooling. Oh, fuck off. It's a, it's, a, it's a console that vapes. Oh, God. It also... It also um, abbreviates to Xbox. Of course Xbox it does. X. Yeah. So the original Xbox. <laughs> oh God. Get this. This yeah. is the lineage. The original Xbox. Yes. The Xbox. Xbox 360. Yes. Xbox 360 Elite. Yes. Xbox 360 Slim. Yes. Xbox 360 E. Ah. Which was the Super Slim Xbox 360. Yes. Xbox One. Y- yeah. Xbox One S. Right. Xbox One X. Fuck right off. That being said, though, it does look <laughs> incredibly powerful. It hoses down the PS4 Pro in terms in, in terms of like paper specs. Yeah, and it looks like it's going to be rendering stuff in native 4K. It's also going to be 450 quid over it. Oh jeez! Now the Xbox is normally 
a decently affordable console well, by for the most part. You, like, can, like, you can pick up a PS4 Pro at the moment with two games for 350 quid. That's not too bad, actually. For two games, that's not too bad. So for a... Ooh, wow, for the first time ever, Xbox is kind of much pricier than the PS4. But they're really chasing power, and I think... Because I remember, I remember when they first came out in the UK when those orders came It was a bit more out. expensive than the PS4. Not... Not, not 100 quid more. It wasn't for long, though. I remember it shooting yeah. down eventually. So the PS4... Because when I, I bought a PS4 pre-order on release, and it came out, I want to say, end of September, start of October 2013. I think I paid less yeah, than but, 200 for mine with a game. That's not bad. So it was like a starter's deal or something. And I lost was remastered with it, so... Ooh, nice. I think I paid... I'm Wolfenstein, actually. I think I paid just a bit more because I bought a second controller... And infamous second son. Yes. <clears throat> uh, as a bundle. And I think mine came to like 200 and... No, hang on. It came to something like... Mine was sub 300, I think. I think, yeah, I think mine was something like 325 quid, something like that. Like 450. But, but not that long lot. after that, I remember the Xbox One going down to like 275. And I was yeah. thinking, oh wow, that's okay. Well, they took the Kinect out. That was it, of course. Yeah, there was yeah. less equipment in the box. Well, they did a price drop, and then they brought it out without the Connect. Yeah. Oh God, um, which would have been cheaper anyway. Because the, the the One S and the and the on the One X don't come with Connect. In fact, they don't even have the port to plug Connect in. On oh, them. that's embarrassing. You have, to have a USB adapter. That is if you want to use your Connect. Embarrassing. That's them going. Yeah, we we fucked up. So here you go. But obviously, like if you buy an early like, Xbox One game, there's some features you're not going to utilize. Although it is more, it is vastly more powerful, and a game is going to look better. I'm getting, I'm getting the same feeling with the Xbox One X that I got with the PS4 Pro. Is like, <clears throat> who is this for? Are you going to yeah. pay for a full price console for a up, for a graphical upgrade if you haven't already got a 4K TV? That's the thing, because like with Sony, for example, oh, they, they, they Sony has as well, Sony have a massive PS4 stake in it. Well. PS4 Pro doesn't play 4K Blu-rays. No. It'll play 4K streams. Do you know streams, what's really weird about that? But it won't play UHD I've got normal PS4 and it plays 4K Blu-rays. Like, it doesn't play them obviously in glorious 4K because I don't have, like, a 4K TV. <laughs> but it can play them. Do you know what I mean? Like, there they are. They're in. They're no, playing. The, UH, the UHD ones in the black cases. Yeah. I've got, um... Because the, 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 they started bringing them out without the big black cases originally. Now no, no, no. Now they do the difference. He's mastered in 4K... Right. And these actual 4K Blu-rays right, which are in black cases. Because my, my, my Ghostbusters 1 and 2 and Amazing Spider-Man 2 yeah. are 4K. They remastered in 4K. They're not 4K. Okay. So that's why they play then. Yeah. All right. Fair They've play. remastered in 4K but they're Blu-rays. Because I was looking I was looking at like bundles for a while. I've been pricing up PS4s and everything for ages like hoping to get but it's like a newer yeah. one because since, since having the original like we have, we've been talking about this before we recorded we're both getting this hideous dragon purr when we're playing Injustice yeah, when 2. Yeah, when I'm playing Injustice... It, it Injustice bans, 2 it and Uncharted 4 in particular. Oh, yeah, the yeah. roars. Yeah, yeah. And like I've got beast. an extra fan on mine as well. Yeah, so like it's... it's yeah. And, uh, you know, it's probably it's probably fine. We never play games to a well, dangerous not, length of time. It's not like, vapor... Co- well, I do. It's <laughs> not vapor cooled. <laughs> That's the problem. It's not vaping. It's not vape cooled. Vape Nation. Um, vape Nation. PlayStation. No, I think the Xbox One X... PlayStation. Is, the Xbox One X is a cool thing, but it's just like, it's like <coughs> I want it to drop on an upgrade. Mm. Um, but... Agreed. You know, if I have the money, I maybe I will get an Xbox One. They X. should sweeten that pie a little bit. They should make it so that if you buy it, with it, you instantly get three downloads on your, on your live well, account of like three current games. What, Do you know what I mean? Got, what something to make it the pie sweeter. launching 
is <clears throat> they're expanding their backwards compatibility to, then, to now support the original Xbox as well as the Xbox 360. Is this in the X? We'll have this. And the One X. So the, the, the one... That's what I'm saying. The One X will have this backwards compatibility. Well, and the One X is the same console, but more powerful like the PS4 Pro is to the PS4. Right, okay. So all Xbox One games will have to work on both. Yeah. But on the Xbox One X, yeah. a lot of games will run in 4K, native 4K. So not upscale okay. to 4K like the PS4 Pro, Yeah. but in native 4K. Okay. If so you unless have you have a 4K, 4K television, it's not going to make a difference. But then. they're also saying that it's, it's super samples, so it will it will look better on a 1080p TV as well. Okay, right. Um, so it's like a compromise. It's like you either spend a yeah. few grand on a 4K TV, or if you've already got a decent TV but it's not 4K, we will make it look as and the, the best that it can for your television. Yeah. And the performance okay. boost for the PS4 Pro have been hit and miss from what I've seen. Right. Um, whereas everything that's coming out... So the, the the scuttlebutt when the PS4 Pro came out was the developers were just like, eh. Like, what's that? <laughs> it's not like it wasn't a, it wasn't a big enough bump in power for them to get excited about. Yeah. Whereas the what was when it was codenamed the Scorpio, it's now the Xbox One X. Scorpio. Um, the developers were getting legitimately excited about it because it is yeah. a fucking beefcake <clears throat> machine. Like the start of that press conference was them just going, "We've got this much RAM and we do this many teraflops and we do this many bits of processing and we do this much." It was like it was just they were just literally wanking over numbers. <laughs> It was really <laughs> ridiculous, but we cut now live to the Xbox One X press conference. <laughs> oh, the teraflops! But you know, for all the mocking, it, it looks like a really, really fucking powerful console. The thing is, it's like, and it's still going to be cheaper to get into the Xbox One X than it is to buy a gaming rig. Yeah, a big PC gaming rig. So, but That's they true. they also, but as well as expanding the backwards compatibility, they're also launching a subscription game service, so you can get access to the right. 360 Xbox One back catalogs. Yeah. So not newer games, but the complete wealth of games that they'll put on there, basically. Yeah, which, it's launching with overall. Which is appealing games. to obviously hardcore gamers because it's like, do you want to pop down to like you know a, you know, a, a media shop? Do you want to pop down to a, a CX or like you know an HMD? Yeah, yeah. Or do you want to sit here, go, oh god, I never played that. Search well, it. Go, oh shit, here it is. It's download. Like, it's like <laughs> Xbox One. Um. <gasps> it's, it's, <laughs> It's, is that the next one up? It's like older Xbox... <laughs> yes, Xbox One S, Xbox, Xbox One X, and Xbox One... <laughs> um, it's... Xbox... Paste! Ooh! <laughs> um, it's like older Xbox One games... And a, ask you, ask you, older brothers and sisters. A big, um, deep Xbox 360 ba- uh, back catalogue. Yeah. That's backwards compatible. Um, it's like a $10 a month or something. It's an open beta at the moment. I'm not sure if it's over in the UK yet. Mm. Um, it's called the Xbox Game Pass. Um... And unlike PlayStation Now, you don't stream them, you download them to the console. Shit, okay. So, so you've got them. It will have that. So you can subscribe, so you can get one of these, get a subscription to that, play some of the old, you won't get the newer 4K stuff, but yeah. if you've not got an Xbox, yeah. boom, you've got instant access to oh, all the 360 back catalogue and whatever the Xbox One game. I think in terms of Xbox One games, it's launching with stuff like Forza 5 and, and Halo 5 and Master Chief Collection and shit like that. Like, older mm. Xbox One stuff. Um... But so, like, but what's seen as sort of like the essentials for the console? Because it's like these are the games we launched with. Well, I think I don't know, I don't know. But it's launched with over. You're mm. going to get access to over 100 games. 
So that's not bad at all. For a subscription. Really. I mean, I'm still toying with the idea of fucking my PlayStation now just so I don't have to play <clears throat> stuff on my PS3 all the time. Yeah. Although the, the thing that's turning me off about that is if I do play, play something on PlayStation now, I can't transfer my save data across from my actual PS3. Yeah, especially when you worked um, hard, grinded at certain games, you don't want to lose it yeah, completely. So, you know, oh, man. Six, one half a dozen another. Um, and, you know, Sony are turning around and saying, oh, yeah, we're not going to do any more backwards compatibility because people don't use it. Which is bullshit. Because people do use it on the three on the Xbox, um, so much. So. I mean, that that'd be a selling point for me. For so a console. much. So. Like for example, I, I've ju- I've just bought in a bundle as part of the Sony Days of Play thing. Yeah, I've just bought a, a new PS4 Slim because mm. I just wanted to you know make sure the older machine doesn't conk out too much. I yeah, could, I could do more yeah. footage capture and streaming in another room and everything. I was like, oh great, it was like two hundred quid for a bundle with the brand new Tekken Deluxe Edition. Yeah. So the PlayStation itself is like one hundred and twenty-four pounds yeah. of that cost. That's I was like, awesome. that's amazing. So I picked that up. If you said to me, if you pick up the PS4 Pro, which was also on a sale, but even on sale it was like £340. Yeah. If you, and that was on its own. If you said to me, the PS4 Pro, yes, it's much more, but guess what? It plays PS1, PS2, and PS3 discs. Yeah. I would have gone, fuck it. I would, I mean, put, I would put some extra money in and buy that, because that will play my entire library. PS, PS3 library, is library. really tricky to emulate because of the mm. cell processor in your PS3. Was they, yeah. they fucked it. That's, it's, <laughs> that's why it was a pain to program for. That's why a lot of games that were multi-platform in that generation, some of them run worse on PS3. Yeah, like um, Skyrim. Fucking hell, yeah. Skyrim's unplayable. <laughs> um, but there is no reason why you couldn't just do straight-up software emulation for disk-based PS... Fucking, you did straight up software emulation for disc-based PS1 games on the yeah. PS3. There's no reason the PS4 can't do it. Yeah. It's already coded into the PS4 because you can buy PS2 classics from the PSN yeah. store. The way the three backwards compatibility isn't re-releases on just re-releases on the Xbox One. You can just put a fucking 360 disc in if yeah. it's compatible. Yeah, and play it'll it. download. It it'll download a new ver- the digital version of the game, and you'll have yeah. to keep the disc in to play it. It won't run off the disc. Which well, is fine, because well, it's the same got, as putting yeah, the disc in and playing the game on the disc. If you've got the disc, you can fucking bang it in. If you bought it digitally on the Xbox 360, it carries over to the Xbox One if it's compatible. Yeah. Like, there's no reason that Sony can't get behind that. They just don't want to spend the money. And I think I think that, that the hearts and minds battle they kind of won at the start mm-hmm. of this generation with all the decisions they made on the PS4, I think they're losing that ground very oh, God, fucking yeah. quickly. I remember there was talk about it early on of like, oh, yeah, we're looking into backwards compatibility and this, that, and the other. But I think what they meant was... We're going to do a thing called PlayStation Now. Yeah. Which, and it's like, no. that's not the same, guys. I think I might try PlayStation Now when I get home, actually. Give it a go. Like, give it a try. Because I've not tried it yet, mostly because when I first saw it, I was like, what games have they got? They've got the GTAs. Oh, well, I've got some birthday vouchers. This was last January. Mm. And I was like, I could just buy the PS2 GTA trilogy now with these vouchers while they're also on sale for 25 quid. I think if it had so PS2... I did. So instead of spending 12 quid yeah. every month and trying to work my way through three Vice City and San Andreas... I instead bought them for 25 quid and can play them whenever I freaking want. Um, I think if, if it had PS2 yeah. and PS1 stuff on there, I'd be all over it. Oh, man. But it's just PS3. That was one of the beautiful things. One of the beautiful things about the PS3 for me, one of my favourite things about it when I got it uh, back in 2007, was the fact that it also played PS1 discs. Yeah. I was so happy because there was my PS2 next to it. Like, I've got my PS2 on my unit and I've got my PS3. I can play my PS2 games on that, but PS3 on that, I can put my PS1 on either of them. The as long is- as I don't mind starting a new save file on the PlayStation 3, I can you, play it. I used to have a memory card adapter. Yeah, I remember those. Yeah. I never got them myself. I think it's because I was just like, if I want to play my memory, I'll play it on the PS2. Mm-hmm. But, but I, also, if, I also used to have a backwards compatible PS3, so... Yeah, because one of the first ones, wasn't the very it? very first... There was a couple of models in the States because they had a different mm. launch. 
But over here, the original 60 gig launch model was backwards compatible with PS2 games. That was it, wasn't it? It was the 60 gig, and then there was like 120 gig, which wasn't backwards compatible, but obviously the, the bonus there was you had more memory on that uh, it was one for 40 your games. 40. Oh, was it? Oh, was it less? Yeah, it was 40. Okay, for some reason I remember it being more. Because it, it was so expensive, oh, was it, they yeah. released a 40 gig, which had no backwards compatibility and two less USB ports, and none of the mm-hmm. cards. So you know, on the original, under the under that so, flap, so you... there was a bunch of like SD card readers and shit. I remember that, because it was um, still in the instructions of mine. Yeah. And uh, I got, the, I, got the four, I got the forty gig yeah. one, and it was still in the instructions of mine. And I remember yeah, yeah. spending a day trying to open that hatch and not being able to do it. And then eventually, I thought to myself, "I'm not going to risk this because if it's not opening, it's probably not." Yeah, got no, it. It, it, but it the instruction booklet still had it in because yeah, I guess they it just, was just like a flat, and it was it was kind of sort of translucent plastic like the original six axis was. Yeah, so you could sort of oh. see through it. Remember, you held the six axis up to the light, and it was sort of trying. Yeah, to, uh, oh, I remember. And then, oh. you, and then you were like, "This is shit." I'm getting a dual shot three. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Anyway, we're talking too much about video games. We'll touch one on one more before we move on to the mummy. We're going to touch it. Um, and that's Battlefront 2. Oh, yes, that was Battlefront 2. So, gameplay Looks trailer, really they called good. it, or as I like to call it, well, the, sort of gameplay. Did you watch the EA press conference? I didn't watch the whole conference, no. They they had a big section on Battlefront 2. Yeah. And basically got a bunch of people together and they played the feed level. Okay. A Shit. Match. They played a match on the feed level with some commentary. Okay, and it looks fucking great. It's got more class base. It's more class based. Well, I think it, it's new heroes. From what I've seen, is it reminds me more now of Battlefront Two, like the PS2 game, where it was like they took the concept of number one and they just expanded it, and yeah. there was more stuff you could play with, and obviously more classic characters that you could play. It looks like they've done that. Um, I really like the trailer at the beginning. I like the fact you see, like in in one of the shuttles and one of the carriers. The first order stormtroopers, mm. and then it just switches to a shot of the of the imperial stormtroopers and Vader's walking past at the edge of shot in the corridor from New Hope, and then it flashes back and it's the clone troopers. And I was like, "Oh shit, this now feels like you've got, the original you've Battlefront got games because they're going, eras, yeah. we're covering everything." I mean, like I said, Battlefront, we had a love hate relationship with that game in the sense that we hated it as much as everyone should because they should because there are big fucking problems with that game's existence and what it did and what it tried to get away with and what it did get away with. But we sort of escaped that because I waited for it to go down to a tenner at my local supermarket. Mm. And for a tenner, a tenner online multiplayer shooter, not bad at all. Also, Pretty gorgeous for a tenner. In, in, not egregious for a tenner. And then I spent, in a sale, I spent eight ninety nine and got all the extra maps. In Battlefront So two, I spent a total of 18 quid. The DLC will be in seasons. Yes. And it will be free. Oh, didn't know that. One second. The game will have microtransactions. Just pound in it. Okay, but you so don't need... So it'll be a full-price game that has microtransactions. But you don't need We them. don't know the extent of the microtransactions okay, yet. fair play. But the DLC will be free. It will start with Last Jedi stuff in November. Okay. Including um, Oh, like, Finn it's a build-up to Last Jedi, then. As a hero. Nice. And I think Calamon's already in it. Someone else as a hero. Uh, it might be the new character. I can't remember her name, but this new character. I can't remember. But Finn, but, um, maybe it's Calamon. <clears throat> could be Phasma if it's a villain. If, they do, if they're doing hero and villain. Um... Because that's the thing in the trailer as well. I mean, let's be honest. That the trailer has that beautiful moment where, like, it's it's the uh, battle droids. And I'll be honest. I was like, I shouldn't be excited to see them, but it's kind of cool to know they're here. Because again, it made it reminded problem, me. It reminded me of playing Battlefront Two on the PlayStation the Two. With Seeing those the battle droids, movies. I was like, oh, it's 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 this. I'm feeling that vibe again from the PS2 game. The problem with those prequel movies is not the designs. No, oh god no, it's beautifully designed. Yeah, the problem is the shitty, shitty scripts. Yeah, and so terrible I will direction. quite happily play a shooter 
that's got battle droids well, and, and fucking clone troopers in it. Lou and I were watching it, and we were sort of both clearly like, oh, this is interesting, and then you heard the, Roger, Roger. We both yeah. went, hey! hey! So, like, it was obviously nice hey! to see them. But that's cool, so they're thinking, and then, like, suddenly the, um, I think it's not the battle droids, is it? It's the clone troopers for some reason, because obviously, continuity-wise, it's all out the bloody window, in a way, with these things. But it's the fact that they stop, and then the double-bladed lightsaber just spins in like a boomerang, cuts two fools down. Spins back, reveal shot, Darth Maul. And I was like, right. oh, that's beautiful. Darth Maul's still around. Darth Maul's still... Well, he is, but not like that. He'll have been a big robot legs. He does have robot legs. <laughs> so, originally spider legs, if I remember correctly, and then normal robot I think legs. They're, 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 he's, just, he's only bipedal. Yeah. But he's, they're, um, they're, they're backward knee legs, like goat legs. Yeah. But I think he gets some change later on when he does. I think with this, I think continuity's out the window. I think it's more just a case of fantasy yeah, yeah. player. If you're playing in the prequel yeah, era, player is. here's Darth Maul as a character. campaign yeah. is canon. Okay, well, that's the other thing that makes this like a good again. Because, yeah. oh my god, it has a campaign where you're playing as a female Imperial trooper. Yeah. The actress who was playing the main character did the presentation at the press conference. The press conference. Oh, cool. All right, I'm going to have to catch up on and this. she's pretty great. So. That, so that's cool. It's like you get to play a thingy, and it's carrying on sort of Star Wars's modern, modern kind of um, uh, mission statement of going, "Hey, guess what? You know those female leads you've not been getting. Have some more. Have some more." Yeah. And like, I'm so down with that, especially in terms of this game, because it's like it's the imperial. An imperial officer is your an imperial troop or whatever. Like she's your main character. Mm. It's like it could have just been blank stormtrooper again. It's like. No, let's put a bit more personality. Basically, you're going to get to play what you wish Jin Erso had done in yeah, Rogue One. Yeah. Uh, Jin's also in it, I believe. I think there's Rogue One stuff Wouldn't in there. Wouldn't surprise me, yeah. Because obviously that was part of the, that was the last DLC for the yeah, original, yeah. but I imagine that's in there. We know Kylo Ren's in it. We know Ray's in it. Um, yeah, they showed Boba a Fett's definitely it. back because yeah. he gets a glory shot. And all that. that doesn't look like gameplay. I think that might be from the story campaign, maybe. Possible. Because um, the story's set during the original trilogy, isn't it? I believe. It's, it's during the original trilogy and goes through to the new trilogy, I think. Ooh, okay. Um, uh, but yeah, I, I'm I'm interested. Again, I will do what I did last time. I will wait for the reviews. I will wait for the like playthroughs before I decide whether or not to part with my hard-earned cash. But they're definitely on the right track this time. Mm-hmm. Well done, EA. Don't get complacent and be dicks. Well, let's talk a bit more about female protagonists. <gasps> There's this movie called The Mummy. Oh. In, in which... Oh. In which the fantastic oh. Sophia Batella... She is fantastic. ...stars as the titular mummy. And she has real legs. And yet Tom Cruise is the lead. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. The Mummy is a movie, traditionally, that concept. Yeah. The Mummy is the villain. The Mummy is the antagonist. The Mummy yeah. is the thing that you're fighting. So, fair enough. Like, the person playing it isn't the poster name. They aren't the marquee name. Mm-hmm. But this isn't a horror movie, is it, Matt? No. At least, not in execution. And let me, <laughs> let me tell you, the only thing I was fighting during this movie was sleep. Give me a spoiler-free plot synopsis, this Matthew Watson. This movie is boring! And that's why they fired you from the Blu-ray box design? It's so <laughs> boring! Um, so... <laughs> when Matt photoshopped the uh, the spine of the cover... Tom for, Cruise... For pitch, he just wrote, don't waste your money. Tom Cruise plays... Certificate 12. Nick Sumcum, <laughs> who is... <laughs> An army guy who's sort of gone AWOL with his mate who's played by that dude off New Girl. Um, and they're running around the Middle East 
looking for antiquities, doing scare quotes, to sell on the black market. They're basically sort of the long-distance recon, so they've kind of got a bit of independence from the army, but they're sort of AWOL. So they're working yeah. for the army, but they're going to bugger off and treasure hunt, unquote. Yeah. Okay. And they get... they they, <laughs> okay. they come across this town, and the fundamentalists are blowing it all. Because I think that's... So like, where is this? It's in Afghanistan, I okay. think. Okay, so we're um, talking sort of like... Modern day America's version of yeah. terrorist villains, yeah. like territory. It's wherever they're. At. This isn't ancient Egypt, but it's but it's an ISIS. We'll get to that. But it's an it's an <laughs> it's an ISIS thing that, that they do is like these blatant flat ISIS. They, no, they don't say that in the film. But like okay. it's a thing that like, real life extremist groups in the Middle East do is like destroy ancient Got yeah. monuments and things like that because. Yeah, whatever. So um, our solution to ISIS: send in Tom Cruise. But they go in there and they. <laughs> He'll do uh, all of his own stuff. And they at uh, them. and they and they call it an airstrike and they get rid of these bad guys and then they blow open a hole in the middle of the village. No, it's a fucking ancient tomb down there. This looks ancient Egyptian, but we're in Afghanistan. What's going on here? And then the army are like, "Oh, you ran away from us, and we're gonna get you." But first, you have to go down in this hole with this ambiguous with this um, archaeologist who you point to Nick to map off. And now there's sexual tension between you two, but so you have oh, to go down in the hole okay. and get the thing up. And then, oh no, the the the, 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 the Islamists, <laughs> fundamentalists <laughs> are, are, are coming back. We've got to go. Let's get the coffin from this pool of mercury. That's that. This isn't a t- they have that moment where the the, the, the woman, the archaeologist woman, is talking to camera. She's like, "This isn't the tomb. This is a prison." Which is like, oh, I didn't. Say oh, that oh line. boy, did she say that line? Christ. And and then and then again, about two minutes later, says. This wasn't made to keep somebody out. It was this made to, was keep, made to keep somebody in. in. There we are. Bingo. Both those lines Bingo. in the same scene. Um, and Is it... there a dramatic pause between each as the music swells? Yes. Oh, for fuck's sake. It's so fucking predictable. Why is this a, um, movie? Why is this a movie? And then they take the coffin and then weird shit starts to take the coffin and, he, and Tom Cruise's mate gets bitten and starts to go all funny. It's bitten by a, spy, a camel spider, which aren't poisonous, but then he clearly been poisonous. So. Yeah, I've heard that they they swap the camel spiders for like the scarabs for camel spiders in yeah. this movie, basically. Yeah. The camel spiders that are sort of been there proven are to not be as monstrous as all the photos doing the rounds on the web show. There are also scarabeels. Scarabeels. Well, oh, the thing okay. is, like loads of fucking camel spiders come out and they swarm over everyone, and this guy gets bitten and and he starts shooting at them. And Tom Cruise is like, "They're just fucking camel spiders. Shut the fuck down. Don't worry about it." They're not even poisonous. And he's like, oh, um, and he turns out to be, he's, he gets cursed. Cursed by a camel spider, yeah, basically, because the, the mummy has powers over insects and and she. They can't, I, I think I thought they're actually arachnids. And she creates a big sandstorm, and this sandstorm is chasing him across the desert. as we're in this helicopter with the sarcophagus, and he gets the sarcophagus onto, onto a plane, and they take off through the sandstorm, and then the crash that you see in the trailer happens. And ah! That's ah! not in the movie. They cut the screaming the, shot the, out. They cut the cut. The, you cut know the they've screen. done that because they're like, we'll cut it because those people will remember that, that, that trailer, that, that moment, leads. and that descent. Yeah. I mean, that wasn't the final sound mix anyway. Oh, no, that was, was the released. problem, wasn't it? They put it out um, and they went, oh, shit. No, actually mixed it. Um, <laughs> but they bought that, that sequence of the, from him like pushing her out of the plane and doing the parachute mm. to his final descent. I believe, I have not watched it recently, so I could be wrong, but I think it's shortened in the movie from what it is in the trailer. Yeah, I imagine they've done that on purpose because they don't want people to think back to that trailer. Oh, man. So they'll, guaranteed on oh, the home man. release, it will be the full version again. Like, they'll go, oh, I'll put it back in now. Man. Uh, but when, yeah, the re- when the reviews are coming out and that counts, they've gone, maybe don't harken yeah. back to that fuck uh, we did. Maybe don't uh, buy the home version. It's not <laughs> going to sell, guys, because it's shit. Um, oh, by the way, all of this happens 
after we've already had an enormous Russell Crowe narrated flashback explaining the entire history of the titular mummy before we even discovered her tomb in present day. So we know exactly what we're getting into before we meet any of the present day characters. Which works in the 99 mummy because that's the opening and then the first scene is a shootout at Hamunaptra. Also. So like you immediately go, oh this is what, this is where it is today. Also. Whereas in this movie they do that thing of, I wonder what these adventurers are going to find. In this movie. I bet it's nothing to do with that flashback. And there's two. What? So there's one to the mummy, the mummy's origin, what which the is longer. Fuck? And then there's another to like Knights Templars burying a dude with a crystal, and then that being excavated under London, and a oh newscast being like, they were building Crossrail, and they found this old Templar tomb. And then Russell Crowe coming in, and be, uh, Red Letter Media did the t- took the piss out of this as well, where he comes in and takes over the site with his men. Yeah. from the construction crew and this get, you get the guy who comes up to him and goes you can't take this away this is my site and he literally without, without looking, looking at, at him, him yeah. pulls the letter out and just hands him a letter and it's, it's like, like oh man. what the fuck is this Alex Kurtzman directed this film Alex Kurtzman who is one of the writing duo who write a Co-wrote bunch of stuff together into Star Trek Into Darkness yeah, very well seen um, Alex Kurtzman. Yeah, yeah. also the scripters if I remember correctly for Amazing Spider-Man 2 the guys yeah. who impressed in an interview uh, said, yeah, we have no idea where this story's going. They've just told us to do X, Y, and Z. Yeah. And it's like, if you were good writers, you'd find a way to lay foundations for yourself at least. Mm, mm. But no, you don't give a fuck. Is this his directorial debut? Uh, duh, maybe. Or at least write in terms of a feature, uh, maybe. Maybe. Let me look it up while, while I'm talking. Um, so, yeah. So then they end up in London. They, they end up in London while things are happening and the mummy steals life from people and turns them into mummies. And it turns out Wait, that... sorry, wait. She turns people into mummies? Yeah, like she sucks so, so them. She, so she takes, like, a good couple of hours per person to kill no, them, no, embalm no, no. them, no, take no, out no. their organs, no. wrap them in bandages, no. No, she's not, she's... bury them respectfully in that a sarcophagus. That didn't get done to her. Like, oh, she was... She, she... So basically, the whole thing is, like, <laughs> she killed her family because she wanted to inherit the throne. Right. She made a deal with Set... Who's, he, oh, like basically Egypt's Egyptian he's god's god of, version of he's everything. the god of death. Yeah, and then she 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 kills her family, and then she's like, "Oh, I'm I'm gonna find a male host and, and put set into him with this dagger with the thing in the with the magical gemstone in the hill." And then she has to be a male host, but she gets interrupted like mid coitus slash ceremony, right? Um, and gets wrapped. In, she gets mummified alive, which means wrapped in bandages and chucked in a box. Uh, and then buried. <laughs> so not mummified then. Yeah, that's then, not mummy, that's not being a mummy. Putting toilet roll around somebody buried, to make them a mummy. Buried in Afghanistan, far away from Egypt, because she did such a sacrilegious thing, which is why they find her in Afghanistan. Um, right, okay. right. So nice. they're like, yeah. you're not good enough for the holy land of our kings. Yes. Like, okay. So now she comes up and she kisses people and she sucks the life out of them. And then get all raisiny and she gets more human. Okay, which is similar to what similar happens in Immortep, but in his yeah. case, it's more a case if he just sort of sucks it out of the air, yeah, or yeah. off of their bones. Like you see that guy's silhouette as he twirls around in the air, yeah. and he's clearly shrinking. She finds, but of course they, but of course they've well. gone sexy mummy. Let's have a kiss and everybody. But then she like they don't really use her as much. Like Sophia Batella plays the shit out of it. Yeah, a couple of reviews I read said that if this were a horror movie version of the mummy. She would be the hands down. People will be talking for decades about how if this was terrifying in, her performance yeah. is. But because it's in this film, it's lit wrong, it's shot wrong, and it's not shown off properly. Yeah, if this was a, if this was a horror by, movie by Alex Kurtzman, who's only directed one of the film, people like us. Oh God! Yeah. Um, so this is this is a movie called The Mummy that's not interested in the mummy. 
It's a movie about monsters that isn't a horror movie. It's no, not no, scary. To be fair, no, to be fair. There's a couple of interesting action set pieces in it, but they're not shot very well. To be fair, The 99 Mummy isn't a horror movie. It's a romantic adventure film that's a comedy and has horror elements. But the difference the is... The horror elements are played properly. They're played straight. Yeah. Like, completely straight. In this, it sounds like they're sort of played more... Oh my god! Can you believe this is happening? Look at this! Um, let's just dive into spoiler territory. Yeah, because that's where it gets... Because then I can really shit, in the mo- shit on the movie let's, and that's where it gets I, I'm going to ask you some questions. Fill in gaps. Ask me some, some questions. questions. What the fuck is prodigium? So. <laughs> is that what it's called? Prodigium? Prodigium. Prodigium. Which is, from, which is from some Latin phrase that Russell Crowe intones that means a warning. Hello, Tom Cruise. I'm here to talk to you about prodigium. That means I'm here warning. to talk to you about the prodigium initiative. A warning against monsters. Right. Sure. Okay. And these jars of samples, like, there's a vampire skull in a glass case, and there's a creature from the Black Lagoon arm in a specimen jar, Ugh. and the, the, do, Dr. Jekyll, because Russell Crowe's playing Dr. Henry Jekyll. Yeah, which the, which, which the film which the film marketing thought we'd forgotten about, but when they did their initial press releases, we talked about this a few episodes ago, when they did their yeah. press releases, they were like, and uh, Russell Crowe's playing Dr. Jekyll. And it's like, yeah, we're going to remember that. Yeah. Because that's a very significant character in horror storytelling. I don't think they name him in the trailers. No, they, 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 they've played um, it in a way where they're like, in interviews, it's a press because they said, like, you play a very special character, you play the head of an organization. Like, they don't give it away too no. much. But it's like, and it's you not... announced it back in the day. We know you're Dr. Jekyll because you fucking announced it. You can't help yourselves, you bastards. Yeah. Um... um... So the archaeologist Ugh. that Tom Cruise boinked and knit the map off was already always lo- already looking for the site, which is how he got the map in. Does she fit the usual tradition of Tom Cruise uh, leading ladies? She's about 15 to 20 years younger than him and has nothing to do in the film, so yes. Yeah, okay. So um, <clears throat> an actor who basically, ho- I hope she had a nice time filming this. I hope she got paid well. I hope she manages to get better projects. <laughs> they spent $125 million on this movie. Yeah, and it made... It- Thirty million does back not look domestic. like they spent one hundred twenty-five million dollars on this movie. They put a lot of money on it, and it looks cheap. And that's that's budget of the movie, not budget of the movie and marketing. Yeah, in the states alone, over this past weekend, it's only made thirty million bucks. It's not very good. It is a massive flop. Now, partly they, they, they partly word of mouth from early previews. Yeah, partly because people are going to see Wonder Woman because word of mouth from the weekend before has made everyone go, oh. Really? Oh yes. Oh shit. Go, go and see Wonder Woman again. Yeah. Don't go and see this. I only saw this because I have a limitless card. I didn't have to pay for this, so I went and watched it, and it's shit. Matt will stroll past the cinema, think I've got two hours to kill, and go watch Peppa Pig, my first movie, because he's got a limitless card. Why not? It's going to be better than this shit. Do I use my limitless card for this week? Let's see Guardians of the Galaxy two for a third time. Exactly. That's what you should use it for. Yeah. Don't go and see this. I'm, I'm going to tell you. About, I'm, I'm going to tell though. you more reasons. Why you shouldn't I'm see this. I'm tempted to see it now because I won't spend any extra money on it because it's limitless. If you go I'd see rather this, not rent it if later. If you go and see this, we should go and see it on a day when it's empty so we yeah. can shit talk it while we're watching it. <laughs> so we um, can mystery science theatre the, the That's the only time. way it's going to well, be Can fun. we sit on the front row slightly to the right? Oh, God. So, right, <laughs> right, right. So they invoke and directly oh, reference an American werewolf in London... I've because heard about this. Go for it. Tom yeah. Cruise's mate who gets bitten by the spider and then stabs his CO on the plane and tries to, and he causes to bit doesn't yeah. cause a crash, but then like Tom Cruise shoots him dead in the cargo hold and then a flock of birds come and strike the plane and yeah. that's what sends him around. Um he like appears to Tom Cruise as like trying to guide him on his way. Because the whole thing is that that uh Am- Amonette has chosen Tom Cruise as her 
host for, for sets. So yeah. she's got to get the gemstone and put it in the dagger that's in another place and then she's got to get him and then she's got to stab him with the dagger while she rides him like a pony to get set into him. So she has to... Well, when you say ride him like a pony, she's got a shag set into No, she's him. just strapped him, so it just looks uh, like okay. They, they sexualise <laughs> it, but it's not. They, they sexualise her... I remember I've seen that preview clip where she's like sort of being held in prodigious thinking. It's like, yeah, yeah. yeah, you don't need to have a bent like that. She's there for <laughs> way too long. Yeah, it's like, you've done this because you're like, she's attractive. There's a, there's Let's stick her ass out Because what, what they're doing is like, they're... To um, be fair, it's, it's it's still not as bondage heavy as Mads Mikkelsen and oh, Dr. Strange. No, 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 no. Because no. <laughs> that's, that's that's weird. Pretty great. Um, <laughs> uh, it's a comedy beat, and then you spend the next three minutes going, he's acting his socks off, but I'm too busy laughing at the fact that he could be spanked. Spanky, spanky. It's like, what is it? Um, what is this ancient artifact for? Well. Well. Uh, no, what did, what did it do? So By the hoary hosts of Hogan. So what happens when they when they first find the tomb slash prison? This is not a tomb, it's a prison. Um, they, there's Mercury... <laughs> so trying to keep down. people out. It's trying, it's, trying, it's trying to keep someone it's in. Something. Yeah. Um, so there's Mercury dripping from the ceiling and then they, they, they find the, the tomb by like Mercury from the ceiling into like reservoirs, into canals and oh, then there's God. a big pool of Mercury in the middle of the thing with chains holding something in and then Tom Cruise shoots the thing and he pulls the sarcophagus out of the pool of Mercury. The whole idea being that yeah. Mercury wards off evil spirits. So what they're doing in those scenes where she's tied up is they're pumping Mercury into her and then they're going to freeze her. Oh to, see, to, okay. to, sort of, to try and contain right. her. I mean, some cool ideas um, here from what you're describing. But oh, yeah. It's just like... There's, there are some interesting ideas in this movie. Do you think... It's we... a fucking mess. Do you think this would have made a better comic book? No. No, okay. Not particularly. Okay. Because it sort of sounds to me like sort of, you know, the the Dark Horse, like, IDW kind yeah, of... Yeah, maybe. But it's completely humourless. <laughs> so kind of like some of the Dark Horse... Tom Cruise is... Incredibly miscast. Russell Crowe clearly doesn't give a fuck, and he's having a great time, and he's one of the most enjoyable things in the movie. Does he hide out? He does hide out. So, right, basically, because of course he does. You don't put Doctor Jekyll in the movie and not have him turn. When to he's the being Doctor Jekyll, it's Russell Crowe doing the first Doctor. Oh my boy! He's quite quaint <laughs> and British, and mm, he's got a twinkle in his eye, but he's clearly quite mischievous and probably has a dark secret to hide. Mm, 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 mm. <laughs> and then he he hides out at one when he he fails to take his serum at one point, and he hides of out. Of course he does. And he and he goes toe to toe with Tom Cruise. And he's like, ah! He turns it Ray Winston, Russell Crowe doing Ray, Ray Winston. Right. He's like, Which... ah, be my uh, your good old pal Eddie Hyde. I've got a better deal. Don't listen to Henry. He'll try and destroy you. I'll do do a deal with you and be be evil. Now that works if Doctor Jekyll and Mister Hyde was a story told when it should be in the Victorian era, because then it becomes that whole thing of like you know the the, the, the Cockney the gangster kind of it's, thing. It's like... not made clear whether he's eccentric or he is that old. Yeah, it's never made clear. That's what I'm saying. Like, if they made a suggestion of like he's been around, for, like in that moment when you have Hyde come out and be like, "Oh my god, how long has it been? 50, 60 years?" Yeah, you could have yeah. like a, oh, well, his, like that his... would be intriguing because then you are, then you are sowing a seed that might make people go, "Oh, I'll watch another movie just to see more about that." When you first go into his office, oh, there's oh, like god. a medical chair with restraints on it, and okay. there's a hand scanner, and there's like big locking big huge fucking metal locking doors yeah. which you then later find out is for the is not to keep people out it's to keep, keep him in when he hides out let me guess um, you can only access the panels only work when he's uh, Jekyll yep not when he's Hyde 
In the same way, <laughs> Stephen, in the same way Stephen Moffat's Jekyll show had the whole thing of like, yeah, the original Doctor Jekyll didn't have any children, so how could he have descendants? And it's like. Because in an episode, you're going to reveal the twist that Hyde had the children. Yes. That's what you're going to reveal. Don't um, fucking play with it like, like stupid. But, but it's very clever. You do get that moment where he tries, where um, Tom Cruise tries to put Hyde's hand on the scanner and it doesn't work. Right. And, and Hyde's like, yeah, they won't let me out. And then smashes Tom Cruise's face into the tan scanner repeatedly, which is quite nice. And you very briefly see... <laughs> and does he go, ah! Yeah. <laughs> yeah. As, as the love interest is trying to get in and help him, you... You you see a she she picks up and drops the book of Amun Ra from the original mummy. Um, Wait, the original mummy or the previous the, the previous Brendan original Fraser mummy? <laughs> Sorry, not the original mummy. Um, yeah, um, cinematic universe. So basically, where this movie goes is nowhere. Right. For a while. So what they do is is they go they try Amunet breaks free and she's like I'm gonna get you Tom Cruise I'm gonna make you into a bad person <laughs> I wish that was the dialogue and then I'm gonna whole, get you Thomas Cruise there's a whole chase through like the subway of London cunt. where all these Templar tombs are oh, apparently Templars had something to do with this as well then she turns them into undead minions and there's a whole underwater swimming chase scene and the love interest gets drowned so Tom Cruise is like oh I'm gonna let myself become set because I'll have power over life and death so he lets himself become set Kills Amanet, resurrects her, and then goes off into the distance and sequels to try and to. That's the his... pin they put in it. Yeah, like he's ne- he brings his mate back to life as well. Oh, his, his, his 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 slowly decomposing rip off of a better film, mate. Yeah, but I can't. He... When you said that a minute ago, I couldn't believe that yeah. it was that. But I'd seen people say there's an American werewolf in London thing that they've nicked. I was like, it's I wonder that. what I wonder what, what it could is. be. It's just it's flat out mate. like, oh my god. Um... He brings him back to, he oh, to life. Does he decompose? No, no. Uh, he, he's like he's getting poisoned. He becomes paler, and like the the like the black veins like sort of <laughs> spread over his face and stuff. So sort of like yeah. he's looking worse every time. He it does look worse up. every time, but he's not like he's not like. But when he brings him back, like God, normal. I want to watch that movie now. So he brings it, and then like literally ended in like riding off into the desert sands. The pair of them, and he's gonna look. And Russell Crowe's in a voiceover, like he's gonna look for a way to uncurse himself. But he might, we might need to turn to him for help against monsters because the only way to kill a monster is with a. Come back monster. for the sequel. Come back for the sequel. We're gonna do another film. Come back for the. That's basically what he's saying. Yeah, right? basically. It's the voiceover saying yeah. there's gonna be more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's gonna be. You know how? Do you remember? Yeah. Do you remember? Do you remember 2008? Cast your mind back. Oh God! Cast your mind. Do you remember when Iron Man ended? The yeah. final scene. He's there in the press conference, and he says, "Like, so the truth is that," and he looks at his pre-prepared statement, and he looks up at all the press there who are waiting for an answer. They want to know who was this mysterious metal guy who like fought off uh, Obadiah Stane in the big armor and in um in in at Stark Industries. Like, who was that? Like, we seriously believe that Tony Stark goes away and then comes back, and there's this metal guy, and he knows nothing about it. What's it about? What's it going to be about? He looks down at his pre-prepared statement. He realises what the right thing to do is. He gazes out and he goes, Come back next year because we're going to do three or four more films. Come back and watch all the other films. You're going to watch all the other films, right? It's going to be great. Oh, by the way, I might be in them. Oh, I definitely will be. You should come back and watch them. You enjoyed this, right? Come and see it. I love the ending of the original Iron Man because it's it's just the way it goes... I'm Iron Man. The press erupts and it smash cuts the credits. credits. It's fucking brilliant. It's amazing. I rewatched that the other night as then, well. Uh, yeah, it's oh my God. really and, good. But then after the credits, you get this tiny little button. This little l- button. And it's just... It basically says, we may do another film. And if we do, this could play into it. The Avengers Initiative. Yeah. I like the sound of that. It sounds cool. It gives cool. it a sense of the larger world. 
Yeah. Another thing that Marvels do, apart from the movies where the characters cross, is the movies without the characters that aren't crossovers Mm. are movies of their own. They are stories of their own. They are self-contained. Apart from the Avengers flicks and Civil War, they are completely within their own world. You could watch that movie on its own, not knowing anything, and really enjoy it as a story. This sounds like they've gone, right, part one. How do we do part one? Have we written part two yet? No! Right, but we want to let people know that it's coming. Well, they've coming. got to start shooting it soon, because it's Bride of Frankenstein with Javier Bardem as the monster. Bride of Frankenstein is the second one in... I'm, I'm guessing, I'm guessing they've also I'm cast guessing... Johnny Depp as the Invisible Man. Yeah, well, that's probably the best role. I'm not sure how he's going to play into it, but that's what he's doing. It's the safest role to give him right now, to be honest. That means he's also the villain in two different big franchises. Yeah. That is really weird. Um, oh, Christ. Well, we'll we'll go from this into... Well, I think we'll only do this one email this week just because we're running short on time yeah. and your laptop's literally about to die. Yeah, big heads um, up, everybody. We're going we're gonna to do a big catch-up on emails next week uh, because next week is very important, boys and girls. Next week is our 52nd episode. It's the end of a year of Big Damn Cast. Um, I mean, it's a perfect place for the finale, really, if you think about it. <sighs> what, we, we're not doing any more of these? No, we are going to do more. Oh, well, okay. um, I'd go in there for a second. Uh, no, we're, gonna we're gonna, we, 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 we've got plans, Matthew. We ain't stopping it. We've got plans. Got big plans. You are my number one. Die! <laughs> Meanwhile, Jack Palance is like, fuck you. That's not how I did it. Um, and next week marks a year's worth of episodes of Big Damn Cast. Technically, the year anniversary would be episode 53, I suppose. But 52 seems like a good place to put a button in it. So, if you've been listening the entire time, if you joined us midway through the run, if this is your first episode, whatever it is, we want to know what your favourite Big Damn moments have been. Just keep it short and sweet. Let us know what your favourite moments have been. Tell us about it next week. I guarantee, considering our memories are like sibs with sibs in them. Um, I literally can't remember what we talked about last week. What so. did we talk about at the start of this episode? I think it was something... Uh, I think it was a joke about Kingdom Hearts. Yeah, I can't probably. Remember. But um, we're going to... Uh, Camel Spiders or something? We, we'll probably have figured out our favourite moment. I think They're I know not even fa- poisonous. I think I know what my favourite Big Damn Cast moment is, actually. I'll bring it up next week. But, oh, okay. Um, we want to know what your favourite Big Damn Cast moment has been, because there are a bunch of you listened from the beginning, there are a bunch of you have joined us recently. So please do let us know. And uh, we look forward to reading your emails out next week while we wax lyrical. And probably wank. And wax each other. Zbacks. <laughs> Back is the nickname for my penis. But before we get into that, let's get to the, we're, we're going to take this one email this week. Um, we're going to take it hard. Just though. the time. We're going to take it uh, hard. This is from your friend and mine and all of yours, Charlie DeMillo. Charlie um, is a magic man. He says, Charlie's part fish and part squirrel. He's he says, not, but I just want to give you all a mental image. He says, Buenas dias, senores. And now I'm going to do the entirety of your email in a cod Mexican accent. Thank you, Charles. Um, <laughs> By now, the dust has settled on Universal's first foray onto the universe-building racket. So very little success, it seems. You couldn't pay me to go and see it myself, but the consensus has been somewhat negative, to say the least. Now, translation. Uh, the mummy's out. I'm not too keen on seeing it myself. Now, I realize that the film business is just that, a business. And the financial implications of creating a franchise that people need to go and see in order to understand a larger narrative must be too tempting for Hollywood executive types to ignore. However, therein lies the issue, as I think you'll agree. Creating a whole slate of films based on their potential revenue as opposed to creating an engaging series of long and short-form plots that flow and weave together over a series of films as Marvel seems to be the only studio capable of doing, you end up with cynical cash grabs who crumble under the weight of their own meta-narrative and focus on work. 
world building. Cinematic universes make bank, don't they? Yeah. Should we plan it? Nah. Let's see what happens. Now, I ask you both. I have a question for you. What are your thoughts on said dark universe? Do you think it can recover? What would you want it to even do if it could? What would you do to get it back on track? As always, my darlings, smooches, Charles. P.S. Be a dear and do please answer my Venom-related text to Chris, this swine. Question from a few weeks ago if you haven't already. I'm very curious to hear your thoughts. That was... I don't know. That's not tra- in Mexican. Tra- translated. I don't know where that went. Translated. Um, do you remember Dracula Untold? Love Charles. P.S. Chris, is a question you forgot to ask. That's true. What are your thoughts on said Dark Universe? Do you think it can recover? Would you want it to even if it could? What would you do to get it back on track? Right. Uh, I don't think it can recover in at least terms of reputation. I think but anything's make... possible. I mean, we're four films into the DCEU and we finally saw one that we thought was good. So it's possible... Bride of Frankenstein could turn out to be amazing. They may be able to turn it around. I and mean, they're going to make Bride of Frankenstein, I think, because I think they're committed now. Yeah. They'll, they'll at least try and push one out to course correct. Yeah. I don't know if it'll land. <laughs> like any good pregnancy. Yeah. It's like, oh... That last baby was shit. Let's have another one. Push it out. This one might be better. (laughs) Yes, I think it could recover if they do make a really good Bride of Frankenstein. Yeah. What I want to... Yeah, I don't mind the idea of a shared monster universe. I don't think the whole prodigium framing device of, like, this monster hunting society makes particular sense. I think... You, I don't think you can front load exposition in the way that this movie did and expect mm. it to be good. I think they made they made I think DC made that mistake with Batman vs Superman and having Man of Steel fairly isolated and standalone and then dumping a bunch of stuff onto it. I think the Marvel way was more gradual, but Iron Man two certainly did suffer from having some exposition dumped into it. But you needed that to get to Avengers, so you know. It, it, you, at some point you have to do it but you have to choose your times carefully and like opening this movie with a huge fucking exposition flashback and then another exposition flashback and then the start of the movie and then having multiple people explain the things that have already happened in the flashback throughout the film they keep explaining the <laughs> plot to you over and over again Keith said it wonderfully she was like this movie thinks it's more complicated than it is yeah. but then I was also listening to The Weekly Planet today and then and, uh, was it The Weekly Planet? no it was um, it Red Light Media's review of it and they were saying like it broke new ground <laughs> Take so long to explain the plot. Hi, we're big dumb cast. How you doing? It's probably it's not probably because it's probably because the places they're going to push this the hardest are places where people don't speak English. Mm. And we've had this before when um, uh, Brett Easton Ellis was talking about that he heard a rumor that he'd heard from people who work in the Batman script that the studio wasn't bothered about fixing the problem because half the people who see the movie aren't going to speak in English anyway. It's like they're just going to be looking at the pretty visuals. Yeah, they push yeah. in these these movies overseas and hoping they do well in in places like China. China Although, China's currently like the biggest draw in terms of yeah, box office. Exactly. Nowadays. But um, yeah, you can't... will they even show the mummy? Because China has a really big yeah, thing they on the really, afterlife. Yeah, they have, they're weird about ghosts and skeletons and stuff like that. So probably not. In the words of Red Letter Media, you'll never see Ghostbusters because your communist government thinks it's witchcraft. Yes, basically. <laughs> which was such a really um, brilliantly worded phrase. But yeah, um, I think yeah. this. I think they can recover. From from it, but I think they need to take a long, hard look at what worked 
what worked with this, which wasn't very much, and what didn't, and what didn't work with it, which was most of it, and yeah, but... and sort of just throw a lot of it out. You know what they should have done? They should have just the way they should have done this is they should have gone with the theory we had about like Tom Cruise being Van Helsing. Yeah, they should have been period pieces set around also... set around the late eighteen hundreds. They also shouldn't have come and into... just make every story like just do Dracula, the Mummy, yeah. Frank. Do this, and you have one character. Who's tied into all? Make it Van Helsing. Well, they also that's shouldn't... how. That's how you like have. Oh, I'm on the lookout for monsters. They like, also shouldn't have it. it come in and have Prodigium be already established. No, you should have these incidents cause people to come together and found Prodigium, rather than like, like doing info like, dump. Like Rise of the Planet of the Apes style, where it's like the first story gets the ball rolling. Exactly. Exactly. Oh man. That so is, yeah, what mental. can they do to fix it from this <clears> point? Oh. Make a damn good second movie. Yeah, make a really good second over. movie that that actually that's just a well made movie. Like this, like <laughs> it's not so much the idea of a shared universe that sinks this movie. It's the execution. Yeah, they, they they've picked a topic that doesn't fit the genre that they're wanting to do. Yeah, as well that doesn't help. They at need all. To, if they want to make, they just need to make fucking horror movies. Yeah, like. Make a shared universe of horror movies instead of an, another, like, sort of action-based, super-powered shared universe thing. Make them fucking horror movies. Yeah. How well, are Monster thing, like, Hunters? But I, make I'm them not look- horror movies. I'm not looking forward to the scene, like, in five movies' time where Frankenstein's monster and super-powered Tom Cruise... Yeah. Tom Cruise, who, in, in the <clears> epilogue, <throat> is wearing, like, mummy wraps on his hand. Why? So, I guess Tom Cruise is the mummy now. Why is he wearing mummy wraps I on his hand? No. Why would he wear mummy I wraps? I don't know. Has his, have his hands been bombed? Has he had his organs no, taken out? Like, he's got like wooden... Because you're not a mummy until you've had all the fucking organs He's got take... like oh, wooden man. splints on his fingers which are then wrapped onto his fingers and he's got wraps on his Does it have a good shoot of shot where he sort of looks at it for a second and he's like... You see he's like he's like got his fingers in the sand in it but then he's all got his he's got his sort of Middle Eastern cape and, and headscarf on. But you only see his eyes. He's like his face is all wrapped up. And his mate's like, oh, thanks for bringing me back and all, but what are we doing? And he's like, come on, my friend, don't you have a sense of adventure? Like, he speaks in a way that he's not spoken in the entire movie up until that point, even after he's been possessed. So, yeah. Um, Oh, God. Yeah. Just make a horror movie, a good horror movie, and have it interlinked by overlapping characters, like the original Universal Monsters (laughs) were, rather than try and make it the Avengers of, of Monsters. Like just, just, just speaking. Speaking of the Avengers of Monsters, making things as a horror film. Following, following up on his Venom question, he was it was around the time the Tom Hardy news was announced. Oh yes, and uh, we saw we sort of covered like what we thought about that news at the time. But an interesting question he asked is, how would you go about making a Venom standalone? What story would you want told, and do you think it should fit into a wider Sony Marvel whole? Um, I think we sort we, we sort of touched on like the direction they could take but I think mm. we were more worried about the fact that it I was I think you can do a standalone Venom movie yeah. but you have to have his origin tied to Spider-Man yeah so I guess it wouldn't be sta- no don't well, here's, here's but... what I recommend I think, I think I've think i said this like, much earlier as well like we're talking early days when we're talking early days of Big Dumbcast um, when do, we did do our, the first part yeah, of yeah. Daniel Daniel Way's Venom where it's basically the thing with a symbiote yeah like it's a research base they've got hold of part of it and you have references to um, you know what they're holding in there, right? What? They got it. Venom. It's like, what? The big spider guy? Shh. But they didn't get him. They got a piece of him. Like, what are you talking about? It's like they've taken... Do you know what I mean? Like, do a movie mm-hmm. on... This is... Establishing this spin-off movie. Yeah, so like, in this movie, 
Venom has met Spider-Man. If you want to tell that story later, do it. If you want to keep Venom to a Venom movie series, do it, but bring Spidey in for part two. Do you know what I mean? And have it be like, oh yeah, no, we fought, you just haven't seen that adventure. Because we've all seen the origin of Venom in a movie before. Tell some different stories and let us know it's happened between films. But have that first film be establishing what the symbiote is capable of. Yeah. Like, show what that suit can do. Because um, there's no and make reason... it a horror film, man. Make it a contained, self-contained horror film stuck in a, in without, a, in a research base. Without the Spider-Man connection, there's no reason for it to be called Venom. Yep, there's that's true. There's no reason for it to have the spider insignia and otherwise... Spider powers. Spider powers. So, it, if you want those... And those are big... No, those are parts of the character Venom. Venom is bad guy, funhouse mirror Spider-Man. Yes. If you want <laughs> that's those, who he is. If you want those things in Venom, even if you want to do an agent Venom, he still has those characteristics. Yeah. He, one, he's fucking called Venom. Yeah. Two, he still has the spider logo and the spider powers. So you have you to retro- tie his origin. You could retroactively do Agent Venom, though. I, you I, could have it well, so that... I would say, my the symbiote, re- symbiotes have arrived on Earth. They've researched it. They've found out a way to like tame it and turn it into like a combat suit. So you tell that story, obviously with a new character. Yeah. And by the end, but you have it going, cutting loose and becoming more feral as the movie well, goes on. I that's do. how you get your visuals of the teeth and the tongue and all that. And then by the end of the movie, they're like, like it's he has to burn it off himself wherever it's like, oh my God, it's gone. Where is it? It's like, well, I guess we've seen the end of it. Set up for a Spider-Man story later. But what I, you know, it's out there, and you know, so you wouldn't have it wall crawling and web slinging, but you could do all the other stuff like the tendrils and making stuff out of, out what of goo. I would do is I would do Me, an Agent Venom fandom table movie, no? and I'd have it be Flash Thompson crippled in the war, yeah. volunteers for the for a uh, uh, program that will give him back use of his legs, and it's the Agent Venom program. Yeah. So he has the, and it's like the original rule from the from the Rick Remender Venom run, right? So you can't wait for too long a period of time, or else it bond with him. <clears throat> so they tell him mm-hmm. that they've reverse engineered it from like DNA samples they've taken from Spider Man, and they've made it into this sort of biological suit. Okay. Um, but it's actually the symbiote. Shit. That, Hang on. That, that, that they've t- that Spider Man's had briefly. Oh, okay. So they tell him it's one thing, and then he discovers through the course of wearing it and getting cut off on one of his missions and having mm. to and not being able to go back to get the suit taken off. He discovers what it is while he's wearing it, and sort of has to fight to master yeah. the suit. Can I tap into that sort of but change it a bit? Yeah, Spidey hasn't worn it, but you tap into something the movies haven't done yet, which is who's who's Spider-Man's biggest fan? Flash Thompson. Mm-hmm. You give Flash Thompson a superpowered suit that gives him his legs back, a suit that can conjure anything. That works better. Yeah. What do you yeah, think he's going to do? He's going to be. He's going to be like, oh my god, I wonder. Like he's so going to. He's going to make it look more like. Because all, so all you have when, to do, all you have to do, is like fill his locker with pictures of Spider-Man and so newspaper clippings. It's like when you like that guy's like he's my favorite thing ever. When he does lose the symbiote, yeah. Then it goes looking for Spider-Man like him. because it's taken Flash. It flashes. Hero worship of Spider-Man. Yeah. And has gone, yo, I want to be on that guy. And you do it like the Toxin miniseries where you have dialogue between Flash and the symbiote. Yeah. So you have the symbiote be a voice. So like the symbiote doesn't, can't, the symbiote comes to understand human culture and language 
through Flash's memories and experiences. Yeah. So yeah. it becomes a warrior because it's seen it's hor- it gets his resentment of being yeah. of being uh, having uh, losing his legs. And it, the way you do it is from you know the suit's a symbiotic relationship. Whenever he talks wearing it from the start of the movie, it, you do what the animated series did, where it's like two voices. Like yeah. the effect is two it's voices. Mixed, yeah. And at some point during that first mission where he's cut off and he's been in it for a bit longer than he's meant to, you have him talk and then there's the same the two voices like talk, talking together and then the other voice keeps talking for a second yeah yeah and he's like what because he's never really thought about it like that before yeah. he feels the physical symbiotic connection he feels that the suit's responding to his thoughts and it gives him legs but then like... suddenly it's all, so it's like, it's like he's like I don't know like you know he's talking doubly or whatever he's like I, like you know he's trying to get in touch with him on the radio so he's like where are you like where are where, where, where am I and the other voice goes where am I where are we and he's like the fuck it does the midnight thing and it starts yeah. starts mimicking him but then you start having yeah, yeah. dialogue between them so it's like and the suit doesn't have to necessarily be a vicious monster at first it's just going back to its nature it's been attached to him so long that it's not like you know I'm a parasite no, it like, learns it learns violence and hate from <gasps> Flash oh, and his experiences yeah. and the people that he's fighting so you give him you give him a real nasty villain yeah to, to go up against and the suit sees what that villain does and Just, how it again, makes Flash pull, pull feel. From, pull from Remenda, pull from Remenda, have a dude that has um, pillaged a shit ton of Oscorp tech because I'm sure Oscorp will be introduced like yeah, in some way in this A bunch p- pillaged and fiddled around with Oscorp tech, yeah? Yeah. And you, you just fucking do Jack-O-Lantern from the Remenda series. Just yeah. do that. A dude who's flying around on a glider-like thing. Like, do do that version of Jack O'Lantern because you could have like a pumpkin head if you want or whatever but obviously that version looks like a pumpkin because his face is so badly scarred up yeah, in their first yeah. big fight but he looks like his teeth are sort of like the pegs of a, the, te- the peg teeth of a pumpkin like do that that would be so freaking there you go like you can have the best of both worlds. Even, you can, you even can introduce Venom through uh, an adaptation of the reboot of that character from the late 2000s even have his first mission be against the dude that later becomes oh, Jack O'Lantern I want to watch it yes Yes, bitch. Flash loses it, loses his shit. Yeah, and gives into his violent side. Fucks this guy. Oh up. god, yeah. That's where the symbiote gets its first taste of violence. Yeah. Then that the Jack Lantern guy gets an upgrade with some Oscorp tech from um, someone who wants to get even, and that's when they face off at the end. Oh my god. Flash at the end of the movie, Flash gives up the symbiote. He's like, no, I don't want any part of this and then the symbiote escapes and goes after Spider-Man because it's like well I think I think you have I, a, you have a self-sacrifice moment you have him where he's just like he just gives himself to the flame he decides yeah. to give up yeah yeah and then he wakes up I think that's and what he, he's been out for like three or four days and he's like what the hell happened like, I, should the be, I should be dead and they've gone like we found you he's like I leapt into flame and they're like no you leapt into it it pulled you out like it He's like, but I tried to kill it. Like, why am I alive? And it's like, well, obviously it feels like it owes you one. Because, it, it, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's it's become what it is because of what he's seen and the memories he's given it. And it's like, it's obviously saved you, but it ain't coming back. Like, we, we've lost track of it. But like, I We think... have no idea where it is. And then you pre- your post-credits, you're like, dead simple, your post-credits, a rainy night, New York City, you just cut to the New York City skyline. And as the shore's like washing up on the, you know, the edge of the, the, the thingy river. You just see the edge, the edge of the wave, where it's normally white and foamy, is just black and bubbly, uh-huh. and it just clings and then, to then the it sand. Clings to the sand, clings to the sand. Uh, one tendril, one pseudopod, yeah, goes up, 
And as it's, and it's sort of, you know, as it's sort of reaching towards the skyline, and the, you see the New York skyline at a distance, you just see Spidey swing. A red zip. Yeah. Through the, oh, shit. Boom! So you yeah. tie his origin to Spider-Man without having have to have had Spider-Man wear him yeah. beforehand. Mm-hmm. So you still have that obsession and that... Because then if you do, Venom does well and you want to do your sequel, that's where you bring in Tom Hardy. You bring him in for number two if you want Eddie Brock, like, you know, big beefcake thingy. Mm-hmm. In number two, the Venom sequel is the symbiote on Spider-Man paralleling with the Eddie Brock storyline then you get your old school 90s style big monster buff cake, beefcake venom. Like, that's should, how you do that. They should let us write these fucking scripts, Chris. Oh, give, give, us, give us Venom. Give, um, give Movie Bob Fantastic Four. Oh, you know, failing that, give us an ultimate universe. Oh. Um, we'll do oh, it. Oh, yes, but well, we're getting the animated Spider-Man movie, aren't we? With Miles Morales as Spider-Man. So, mm-hmm. if you want to bring us on board... Thanks for listening, ladies and gentlemen. If you want to get in touch during the week, you know the drill. BigDamnContact at gmail.com. Remember to let us know your favourite Big Damn cast moments. Uh, could be a Big Damn Love video, could be a podcast moment or whatever. Let us know for next week, which is our one-year anniversary. Holy shit. One year since we sat down on your couch and talked one about year. the problem with Harley Quinn. Oh, God. Oh, my God. It's flown by. Yeah, it's flown uh, by. We'll be talking about that next week. Uh, also, we'll be catching up on your emails. So don't worry if they've not been read out. We're going to get around to them. Not only that, you can hit us up Big Damn Cast on Twitter and the Big Damn channel on YouTube. We've got more Big damn love episodes dot com and a load of good shit and we'll see you next week that's it nothing more to talk about and since we've got Star Wars Battlefront 2 incoming imminently I thought it was no, only no. fair to take a dip Matt. in the cheat bucket and bring you some hot tips for the classic Star Wars Super Bombad Racing. Oh, shit. So, for Ma- cheats, right, enter question. these codes at the main menu. Ma- After I- selecting the number of I- players, the message will confirm... Just- co- what? Just for a second. You do realize this is a podcast in 2017. Listen, Super Bambad Racing is a fucking timeless classic. Have you... Now, I'm not accusing you of anything here, but have you been taking those pills again that specifically make you think that you're writing for a PlayStation magazine in the early 2000s? That, I, I need my pills to get me through, Chris. The ones that look like Bassett Soft and Chewy Vitamins, which is what you're meant to be taking. They, they keep my hair nice and shiny and my nails clean. They do, that's true. They also keep your hair clean and your nails nice and shiny. What? Just put the book what? down, Matt. Put, put the book down. It, put put to, the cheap to, book down, Matt. To play as, to, to play as Boba Fett, it, 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 it's square, circle, triangle, circle, square. We've got a few things to work um, out. We'll, we'll see you next week. Everyone's a can-do. <laughs> everyone's a can-do. Boba Fett it's, didn't have a podcast. battle so. tank... Super spin mode, slip and slide modes. Uh, uh, you can make it German. You can do the German is a cheat code. That doesn't make any sense. <laughs>